that's that's a little control. Control is power. That's power. Is that why they fear us? We have a fucking power to kill, that's why they fear us. They fear us? It's because we have the power to kill arbitrarily. A man commits a crime, he should know better. We haven't killed and we feel pretty good about it. Or we kill him ourselves and we feel even better. That's not power, though. That's justice. It's different than power. Power is when we have every justification to kill. And we don't. You think that's power? That's what the Emperor said. A man stole something. He's brought him before the Emperor. He throws himself down on the ground. He begs for mercy. He knows he's going to die. Pardons him. This worthless man, he lets him go. I think you are drunk. That's power. The Mockingbird. You created your own sigil, didn't you? Yes. Appropriate for a self-made man with so many songs to sing. I'm glad you like it. Some people are fortunate enough to be born into the right family. Others have to find their own way. I heard a song once about a boy of modest means. Found his way into the home of a very prominent family. He loved the eldest daughter. Sadly, she had eyes for another. When boys and girls live in the same home, awkward situations can arise. Sometimes I've heard... Even brothers and sisters develop certain affections. And when those affections become common knowledge, well, that is an awkward situation. Indeed. Especially in a prominent family. Prominent families often forget a simple truth. I found. And which truth is that? Knowledge is power. Seize him. his throat. Stop. Wait. I've changed my mind. Let him go. Step back three paces. Turn around. Close your eyes. Power is power.
power. Personal power, physical power, emotional power, spiritual power, sexual power, economic power, judicial power, political power. Power is power. Welcome everybody to the latest edition of the Reality Check in our long series of devices. I'm Johnny Florida, and this just came to me in the last day. This was an episode not planned, but I think this is something that's long forgotten. You know, we've been talking for the vices, and I mentioned all the different topics, those that we have done and those that we will do, whether it's gambling, alcohol, tobacco, drugs, marijuana separately due to the difference of laws, um, sex, adrenaline, all these different kind of vices, all different vices, but one that I think people forget a lot, and it kind of goes in line with the adrenaline, and it kind of goes in with the uh, gambling, and it kind of goes in with the tobacco, and the alcohol, and the drugs, it's power. There's always the definition in all of them, it's power. Power is a vice. Now, here's the question. Is it a power that you acquiesce to, or is it a power you control? With all the other vices, just about all of them, it's a power that you acquiesce to. You acquiesce to the power of the bottle. You acquiesce to the power of the tobacco leaf. You acquiesce to the power of those chemical substances made up, whether it be cocaine, meth, ice, you know, all of them. You can enjoy it. You can enjoy it. But if you become addicted or you crave it, it's a power. Food is a power. And if you cave into it, you acquiesce into it, you're acquiescing to the power it holds. And I'm, I'm someone who's got that. I've got weight on me. i got to try to lose it. I'm not some gungantuous kind of guy or anything, but i got some weight on me, and I know I need to try to curve it. But food is good. I enjoy the taste and everything. You know, I'm not going to say I'm addicted, only because I don't want to try to take the responsibility away from me. That's my personal mindset. But I do know that it holds a power over me. But power itself, when you have the power, that kind of goes with the adrenaline as well in some facets. But at the same time, even adrenaline, you could be chasing it. That has the power. In this case, you are chasing. You have the adrenaline. You have all this stuff when it comes to the comes to the uh, the vice of power if you're in control. You could be someone who's in control. Like the videos I just played. I just played, oh, I got it from YouTube, so the videos, but you guys heard it as audio. I just played the audio of quick things. Liam Neeson from, um, Liam Neeson from, uh, Schindler's List. Great movie, by the way. You should check it out. Um, and an episode of, uh, Game of Thrones. You know, talking about power. You know, you got the one girl in, in, uh, Game of Thrones. What, what does she show? You know, she has her guards take a hold of the man and go to kill him. Stops them. Has them back up three paces, turn around, and even close their eyes. That's the power. You could tell with the smile and everything. It could be. It was a show of force as well. But for her, you could tell she enjoyed it because her vice was the power itself, the the the, the joy of the power to use the power and to show it off in front of somebody that was a problem towards her. At least at the moment, I don't watch the series, so I don't know if all the time. But showing it off like that. With a smile and knowing that she has the power to show it off and no one can do anything. Modern day and age, 
you know, we look at some people, politicians and others, they don't show off their power like that. They'll use power, but they don't show it off really. There are times when it's shown off without a doubt, but they're not shoving it in your face and saying you can't do anything about me for the most part. 99% of the time, if they could do it like it was done on that clip, many people out there would like it. I'm not saying all politicians would be like it. Some people, they get in the political office or they get into a job or a promotion or in the in a military promotion or something where they have this – where they get the power and it's not so they can use all the power. It's so as they can prevent others from having the power so they can better entrust it. You know what I mean? It's that kind of mindset. But we will admit that in many cases in politics, most people believe that that group of politicians I just mentioned is a minority within politics. Within life itself, there's power. Whether it's in family, whether it's whether it's personal power to yourself, whether it's a spiritual power, whether it's holding power over somebody via sex, you know, or in a job or whatever, you know. I've got a bottle of uh, French vodka in front of me. I've already taken a shot. i got another shot lined up. I have the power to say no or not. Now, I'm not addicted to alcohol, um, so I can say no at any point, and I'm probably going to. i got a thing of juice to keep me uh, <clears throat> to keep me a bit, um, you know, hydrated throughout the time. But I thought I'd enjoy something to relax a little bit. Um, I do realize having a shot before I go to bed actually helps relax my body before I go to bed. I should do it more often. Um, but... We all have this thing when it comes to power, and it is truly a vice. And we can look down and, you know, Scott Greer is saying this seems a bit broad. It can be, but it's not. It is, but it isn't. It will, but it won't. Because in the end, it's a spider web. Speaking of all these different forms of power out there, like I mentioned, economic power, political power, judicial power, sexual power, spiritual, emotional, personal, whatever it may be. They all are a single line going out on this web, but they also all connect back in the end to what is it? What's the main crux? Power. It's power. The power is power. And I want to analyze that for today's episode. Um, You know, we should... Apologies. Um, What is the whole point of power? I mean, it's almost hard to describe power without using the word power. You, you can utilize the word control. You know, the emblance of power is a, is a utilization of a control that one basically has. You know? Um, it's basically a way of saying you have something and you can use it against, against others or something. You know, someone or something. You know what I mean? Um, the official dictionary definition of power the ability to do something or act in a particular way especially as a faculty uh, or quality like the power of speech it says the capacity or ability to direct or influence the behavior of others or the or the course of events you know it also uses the verb version the supply quote unquote a device with mechanical or electrical energy that's going to cause <clears throat> move or travel with great speed of force. Now, both of those definitely can go into the lines of power itself, not even talking about in the mechanical sense, like with the vehicle, but in a person. A supply with me- mechanical or electrical en- energy, that is the power within yourself. It's the adrenaline rush, whatever the chemicals may be that get you going. I don't know if it's going to be dopamine. I don't know if it's going to be serotonin. I don't know what the chemicals are off the top of my head for power, but that's what that is. And the move or travel with great speed of force. When you're using the power... And you're getting something done, and you can just do it 
at the snap of a finger or faster. You're using your power that fast, that quick, that powerful. That falls in line with it as well. You know, um, I get I get that. Uh, Papa Dave, is this a PowerPoint presentation? <laughs> uh, no, seriously, funny though. Um, being in the military, we had always what we called death by PowerPoint. We had so many PowerPoints. But I digress. Power itself is probably the worst vice out there. And the reason why I say that is because power is the vice of success and achievement. And what I mean by that is when you have a vice of alcohol, you know, you're giving your power to the bottle. You know, like I mentioned, I mentioned earlier, I realized that taking a shot of alcohol can help me relax when I'm trying to go to sleep and everything and be good. I took that. I had one of those little mini bottles of like a grapefruit vodka. I bought a couple of them like 99 cents to like a dollar fifty at the spirit shop. You know, these mini bottles. So I bought a bunch of them. And I saw this one for like a grapefruit vodka. And I figured, oh, let's try it out. I never had it. Uh, for the record, too sweet. Um, not Bullet Club too sweet, but too sweet itself. I mean, it tasted good, but it was just really too sweet. That's why I don't like like lemonade. I can't handle it. It's either really bitter if they don't put enough sugar or it's too sweet because of the amount of sugar. Um, but you are giving the power to the bottle and saying, I need this to relax. Uh, uh, if you're doing it with pot, I need this to relax. If you're doing it with other drugs, I need this to feel better. If you're doing it with gambling, um, it's an adrenaline rush in many ways. And it's like, I need, you know, and it takes you away from the mindset, but you also think it's a possible success even when you feel like you're failing. But you also know that you're failing sometimes if you're not if you're not winning, you know. Uh, sex, sex can can be a power, or it could be a depressant. You're either giving the power to someone else, or you hold the power over them. But power itself is always the idea of success, you know. Um, you know because, like I mentioned, with sex involving power, you either have the power or you give the power so it's not 100% but when we're talking power itself it's always the belief that you, if you take in power you have the power you have the control you have the success you have the achievements you have the ability the opportunity the option to do these things for your bidding and for your benefit it could be for the benefit of others but the benefit of others leads to the benefit of yourself that's how some people think and in many ways that's true you know, you can be having the power for others, but you have the power, you know, and that's what power ultimately is. That's what power has. Now, Scott Greer, do you mean influence? Yes. Uh, yes, I do mean it. But it, but influence is another way of saying power. Think about it. You have the power to influence others. You know, you, you could try to use other words. You can use that same sentence and ha and not use the word power. You have the ability you have the option. You have the choice. You have the hindrance, you know, because somebody could think of it as a disbenefit that now everything rides on you, you know. But you can always add the word power in that in that line. So influence is power. Ability is power because you have the power. You have the ability to become the best person on the football team. You have the power to become the best person on the football team. You know what I mean? So ability is power. But ability, many facets, looks as a more positive thing, whereas power looks at a more cynical way. You know what I mean? Does farting count as power? Because I just did. Well, maybe in Australia. I don't know. You know, you guys had dumb, dumb Tony in charge for a while, so that's not knocking you too much, uh, Sky Gene. I'm just, you know, having fun. I'm, I don't know. I don't, I don't know of too many things I can, you know, when it comes to an Australian politician. I mean, 
I don't know if there's anything I could say about Malcolm. And you guys got a new prime minister now, and uh, Bill English. Now he's uh, New Zealand, so mm. just took that other shot. By the way, if anybody saw my my new, uh, I know you guys don't have my new Facebook. Um, I shared an article, and this can go into power as well. I'm drinking the shot from a bo- from a shot glass, a nice wooden shot glass I bought when I was down in Costa Rica. Costa Rica right now is being reported by the news, and I shared a news article how they have a chance of losing their title as a safe des- tourist destination because of the crime rate going up and mostly towards Americans, and it's in Costa Rica. And that's a real shame, but that right there, this can go into this. <clears throat> Costa Rica does not have a military, but they do have what they call the Costa Rican, the was like the People's Public Forces or something like that. Um, is that Panama? Um, something like that. Um Military of Costa Rica. There we go. Um, oh, yeah, the public force of the Ministry of, Sec- of Public Security. That's what it is. Uh, so, yeah. Anyway, um, they have the power to try to crank down on the crime and the murder. Now, it's hard to avoid a murder. Once a murder happens, that's it. But if you can try to crank down some things, they have the power to try to knock it down. But do they have the power? Does, is somebody else controlling the, the the shots over there? Does somebody else have the power of the government? You know, I traveled to Costa Rica in the last year. In fact, I went on Valentine's Day with my ex to uh, Costa Rica. Beautiful place. Only got to spend four days there, but it was wonderful. I, I really enjoyed it. And I would contemplate going back. And I only say contemplate because I don't like to go to the same place twice. I like to go to a new place, you know what I mean, a new, another country. So, like, now here in 2019, i got to find a country to travel to. I travel every year to a country. You know, 2016, it was uh, Belize. 2017 was the Bahamas. 2018 was Costa Rica. My plan was to go to Bulgaria this year. We'll see what, what I can pull off. Uh, who knows, maybe I'll just cheap out and go to, like, uh, Bermuda, take a cruise over there. That'd be nice. But in any fashion, that's, that's a power I have. The power, I gave myself the power and said, I will travel to a new country every year. I gave myself that power, that authority, which I already had before, but I told myself, and I decided, I'm going to listen. And that's what I'm doing. And, I, and I, I've kept that promise for these years. I missed it one year, uh, 2015. I've done it since 2013. I missed 2015, but I went to Puerto Rico that year it's a u.s territory but it's so much like a different country it's different but i gave myself that power i already had the power but i identified it that's the thing we have so much power out there that i that you don't realize it you don't realize how much power you as an individual hold now someone may be thinking i know my full capabilities and i'm not trying to take a shot at you but we don't realize how much power we hold i just got done what re-watching uh, Joe Rogan Experience episode interviewing Ron Miscavige. Ron Miscavige is the father of David Miscavige, the guy who now runs the Church of Scientology. Ron Miscavige was the guy who joined the Church of Scientology in 1970, got his son involved. Next thing you know, when his son is 16, he joins the Sea Org, which is like their Navy, does the stuff, rises through the ranks. Next thing you know, he's working directly with L. Ron Hubbard. And then when L. Ron dies, David Miscavige does a power play and takes over. And Ron talks about how things were when his son took over, how he had to start publicly calling him sir, and David would call him Ron, wouldn't call him dad. You know, he'd get in trouble if he called him out like that. Like, he had to say sir privately. They'd talk to each other as dad and son, but, you know, for the most part it wasn't, and how he had to escape. And he, he and you listen to Joe Rogan because some of these things, like the punishments that can be, like if you try to speak out on something that the church doesn't want mentioned, or if you just oh shut up! How the hell did that click on? My apologies, everybody. 
Um, oh, that's right. I wanted to play that clip. Um, I had a clip on political power as well, but I think we could probably get past it. Um, he, he talks about all these different kinds of punishments. Like you can get like a, a written report or whatever, the incident report. I forgot what they call it. Um, other kinds of punishments. And you just hear Joe Rogan go, oh, uh, uh. you know, like kind of mocking, kind of mocking um, uh, uh, Ron Miscavige. Not try to do it directly, but the fact that these are little things that, that people are worried about. You know, like the fact that people in the Church of Scientology, if you flee, if you escape from the church, you are to be disconnected and nobody can talk to you. Not your friends, not your family, nobody. And you can listen to Joe Rogan and you can just hear the, the, the tension in his voice of just wanting to say, what the fuck is wrong with you people? Why do you believe this? They gave the power to the Church of Scientology. They gave the power to David Miscavige. You know, I, that's why I put down spiritual power in my list. You know, we give a power when we believe in a faith and everything. We believe in a higher power, you know, and I'm not knocking that. OK, I'm not trying to knock that on the whole, but I'm just trying to point this out. So I've been I've been binge watching these last couple of weeks. Um what do you call it? Uh, House of Cards. And I was watching uh, Designated Survivor. I'm all caught up, so I just got to hope to God that the next season comes out on Netflix. I hate that it's only going to be like an eight-episode season instead of 13, you know? Uh, I'm just hoping to God that they continue it on and not cancel it after the third season. Like, some people are saying it's probably a proper send-off, so to speak, since they got canceled by what, like ABC or something? But <clears throat> in any facets, watching Designated Survivor, watching House of Cards, especially recently watching House of Cards and... Um, the, the Ron Miscavige interview, it, I, I realized, th- I, I, how did I forget power as a vice? How did I forget the most powerful vice of them all is power? Because the other vices give you, uh, you outright know you are acquiescing. You may not think of it, but the second you say I'm addicted, you are basically having to admit I am acquiescing at my power to this item. You know, now, like I said earlier, I'm not saying I'm addicted to food, but I do realize I acquiesce my power to food. I I realize that. And that's the strongest thing is that when you can try to fight it, fight your addiction, look at it every day and be like, I'm not going to give in to you anymore. You hold the power. You hold the cards. You have the ability. You know what I mean? This is that's what power is. And but power itself is when you have it now. Only you have the power. Is what they only say when it comes to addiction and stuff like that. Only you can stop it, you know, which is true. Other people can help you, but if you're not willing to take the power back, you, you don't have that. You don't have the power, and you won't have the success. <clears throat> you know, Papa Day. Power has a yin and yang for good or bad, and that's exactly true. The power to no longer acquiesce to your addiction is the yin. Of this, the yang is giving the power to that. But if you have power as a power junkie, like you need to be in control, you need to give the orders, <clears throat> you know, that is the yang, potentially. If you mean good intentions and you're trying to do good and you're not trying to be corrupt and you're not trying to be selfish, that's a yin. If you get elected as a city councilman, and you're trying to do good for the community. You are trying to be the yin, even though people think you have the yang. But if you go in there with the and you have the and you're doing it with the yang, and you're trying to be the yin, make it look like you're the yin. You know what I mean? Um, it's Sky Genie. Dave would follow someone with the last name. No, it's Miscavige. That's a V. Uh, Sky Genie. Um, it's 
if you make uh, politicians all the time always try to make people believe that they are the yin of the yin yang that they are the good of power they're trying to use power for good they're not trying to use it for their own intentions the problem is people always look at the politicians and feel that they could be the yang and they try to figure out the hardest part is you're trying to figure out which ones are actually the yin which ones the yang it's the paradox which is the power power which is the dox paradox you know which is the yin which is the yang and if you can't see it see a person that is the yang of power and is try and and knows they're the yang of power i trust more than someone who honestly believes they're the yin but they're actually the yang if they are kidding themselves you know what i mean now you could now here's the thing is you got to look at them and try to figure out are they actually of good intentions and of good heart but if they if you can see through them and they honestly believe the facade that they have made out on their own that's someone who's worse because they don't even realize at least to someone who outright says i'm the yang i'm doing this for my own benefit for my own power for my own ability for my own influence and for my own riches that's someone you can at least say I know what their true intentions are. They know what their true intentions are. And you know what they're doing. And if we can work with it, at least we can work with it. You know what I mean? That's why power is the worst of the vices if used wrongly. You know, if you are honestly trying to use power for good and you don't use power for the sake of power, you're good. You know what I mean? Or at least you're trying to be good. Sometimes things happen. Sometimes you make a mistake. We all make mistakes in the world. It happens. You know, if you own up to your mistakes, you're good on that. If you legitimately own up to it. But power is such a powerful vice. And notice the fact that I have to use the word power in the description of it. Power is a powerful vice. It is a such a strong vice. It's such, such an enabled vice. It's such a intrinsic vice. It is a powerful vice. That's where it comes up to power is power. You know, power is a powerful vice. Power is power. And the question is, do we utilize the power for the right reasons? Let's look at this show, for example. You know, let's let's take a shot at me. I'm doing the reality check because I really enjoy psychology and I really enjoy talking to the people and I love to analyze things. I love to debate things. I love to figure things out. I'm a lot like House, you know, the TV show House, in that I – not – now, it's not to sound cynical, but I'm like House in the fact that I'm always trying to figure out the puzzle. I will admit that that is me. I love figuring out the, pa- the puzzle. That's one of the reasons why I got into law enforcement when I was with the military police. I always dreamed of the idea of being a detective or a special agent at that time because it's like I'm the one who's investigating. I'm figuring out the who, the what, the where, the when, most importantly, the why. You know, a person, you know, uh, a person gets killed with a knife. Coroner says at 10 p.m. outside the nightclub. We know half of the who because we got to find out the culprit. We know the what, murder. We know the where outside the club. And we know when, 10 p.m. You know, the most important is the why, the motive. That single puzzle piece is such a big thing for people. You know what I mean? When Now, when it comes to the, the WNC, you know, breaking news, I'm covering the news and informing the people of some of the things going on, and given my opinion, I'm a talker who has a problem shutting up, and I will. And this is a platform. I will admit that I can admit that my I'm using the platform for the fact that yes, I am completely anti WWE. I am hopeful for Ring of Honor and Impact, and now we're seeing with All Elite and New Japan and Championship Wrestling from Hollywood and the Greater UWN. I'm hopeful for Ring Warriors and House of Hardcore. 
all these different feds that lucha on the ground that are out there. I'm hopeful because I want to see what happen, uh, the evil empire go down. You know, I voiced out my intentions and I have been, there's a bit of a yang with me. My ill intention is to see WWE go down and I want the people informed with it, but I admit to it. So there's a bit of yin in it because I also, the yin for me is I want to see the greater good for pro wrestling and I want to see it benefit for the other feds. I admit my, what my yang on this is, you know, I'm admitting my ill intention and my ill motive is against WWE. You know, I have no problem admitting that. And the fact that I can admit it makes me better because I'm not trying to hide it and I'm honest with myself. You know, I do want to help inform people and give my opinion, but let's, let's all admit it as well. It is a platform. I'm, it's not power like that for the sake of power. You know, I mean, if it wasn't my show, if I was to just be a co-host on Sky Genie, you know, uh, uh, or the Inhuman Experience or Wrestling Soup, you know, I can be the third wheel. I can be the fourth wheel. I can be the 12th wheel for fuck's sake. I don't care about that. To be part of it, to be talking to good people, voice our opinions. Maybe we get a little bit of fighty here or there, which is okay. That's what debates are supposed to lead to, you know, as long as you treat a debate as a debate and not as an argument. When it's a debate, it's an intellectual, can be compassionate and somewhat emotional discussion. An argument is outright fighting. You know what I mean? There's a difference, you know. Um, I've always identified that, and there's nothing wrong with that. So I'm able to take the shot at myself on this. I am outright straight up admitting what it is for me when it comes to, like, the wrestling show like that. There are people out there who will not admit their true intentions. Their intentions is more power, more influence. Now, there's the way to say more ability. I have. I want to have more ability to help out my people. There are people who get into politics. They want to be able to do what they want in helping people. You know what I mean? And that can be a yin. But the question is, do they honestly mean it? There are some people that I could say that do mean it like that. There are people that don't mean it. You know what I mean? So that's going to be the question. You know, that's what we got to review. What is the... Let me take a shot. Uh, let me take a shot to to all those that are in, uh, uninformed, that want to be informed. May you find the information you're providing, and my, may you find the information that is provided to you. Knowledge is power. I tell you, after every shot, this thing gets sweeter and sweeter. This is the pinnacle tropical punch. Not the best. The whipped. That's delicious. Delicious. Um, but, whoo, and Bobby Blades is in here as well, along with Bobby Anthem, so it's great. We got both of the Inhumans on here. I love those guys. And Sky Jr., of course, the Australian sensation, and the rest of our fans out there. Um, here's the question. Why? Like I mentioned, let, let's, let's, let's mention, um, Hmm. Donald Trump and Don Tony. That's the who. What? President of the United States, head of the Don Tony Kevin Castle show, a conglomerate, which includes Breakfast Soup, uh, Castle Chronicles, Kevin, Cro- uh, Doc Chronicles, um, blah, 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 Breakfast with Blossy, all that shit. Where? 
for the president at the White House, for Don Tony, Kevin Kessel Show, here on Mixler and all the other platforms. When? President 24-7. Uh, Donald Trump? I mean, uh, Don Tony? Ha, ha, ha. Uh, uh, it depends on the day. Uh, Wednesday, every other Wednesday for breakfast soup. Thursdays for the for Kevin's things for the Chronicles. Tuesday, supposedly going to be doing a Patreon thing for SmackDown. Don Tony, Kevin Kessel on Mo- Mondays after Raw. You know, uh, blah, 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 whenever the fucking blah, blah, blah. You know, why? There you go right there, why? If you ask the president, he wants to make America great again. He wants to help the people. If you ask Don Tony, why does he do the show? He can say he loves wrestling. He want, he loves informing the people. And let's face it, he loves the soapbox. He loves the platform, the voice things out. You know, if you come on and you want to provide some info and you are a guest or a correspondent you're not doing it for the full time but like hey if you could come on and have some and talk it over and everything you're trying to help inform and and and, and be informed you know um if you're going to be on all day if you're going to be doing it all day every day and you're going to be the host then there's the question of what with that now me i run the tech for the show dave runs tech and Jenkins has been picking up tech. He runs tech for Twitch, and he's been picking up the techs uh, on here and there for uh, here on Mixler. You know, so we share the power on that. You know, unlike some people, like a certain Woosman from England, I don't. I, I he would hold all the power, and nobody would have a chance to be able to run any of the shows for whose job and who, unless he was on, and he would not upload any episodes unless he was on. I don't give a flying fuck about that. Now look, I got lazy when it came to Mixcloud. Um, I'll admit that. I just got lazy and I and ended up just getting past me. You know, there was a lot of stuff going on at the time, and I continued that trend. I acquiesced to the power of laziness. <laughs> but Dave, he has gone above and beyond, getting us on so many different platforms like Anchor FM and elsewhere. You know, he does that. He runs tech on this. Jenkins has a tech on it. Mike, for the love of fuck, would have the power to run the tech on this show, but he kept kept forgetting the login info you know i shared that ability and that power to run the tech on this because i'm not power crazed i'm talking crazed because i don't shut up and at least i admit that but i admit it for the fact that i know that i don't have ill intent you know now i have the ill intent when it comes to knocking on mike and doing a lot of stuff that i say to him because i know it pushes his buttons a little bit and quite honestly he's cute um (laughs) but no, but I mean, on a serious level, I, I do not have an ego. I do my very best to not have an ego. I don't want absolute power. I don't believe in absolute power. The only exception to that, actually, okay, I do believe a little bit. Parenting. As I've gotten over, older over the years, I have realized that the whole reason for my parents having absolute power was because I was a fucking idiot. They needed to have absolute power. When you're a parent, you need absolute power. There's nothing wrong with allowing your kids to give a voice or whatever. Like, hey, honey, well, let's do let's do a movie now. Let's watch a movie. Yay, daddy. And like, what movie do you want to watch? And let them pick the movie. Okay. There's nothing wrong with like that. But in the end, you are ceding that power that you have. You hold the power like that. So I understand now when it comes to kids and parenting. I get that in so many facets. But when it comes to everybody else... And Sky Genie has a point. Everyone has an ego. Do I believe I do have an ego? In the end, I do. Sky Genie is exactly right. I do have an ego. But I do my best to not have an ego. I know I have it, but I try to hold it down, if anything. we And, and now, that's not me trying to be act- – now, I actively try to do it because I am so much into that. You know, 
I'm so much into preventing that. Everybody has an ego. There are people who hold it down without trying to, without needing to, without thinking about it. But I know I identify the ego and I don't want to have it at all. I don't want to have an ego as much as I can. I keep myself down. I hold it down in so many ways. I do. I keep mine in a heart-shaped box. There you go. I try to keep any chance of an ego down. I am so self-deprecating. I'm so much of a self-attacker. I am my worst enemy because I never want to have that kind of ego. Now, look, everybody knows I'm involved in uh, with politics. I follow politics. I do a lot of stuff. I love politics. People have said to me, what, are you planning on running for office one day? I'd love to. I have no problem admitting that. The odds are unlikely. <laughs> but let's just say, I know that if I were to be in office, I would not want to use power for the sake of power. And at least that's a good thing. I know I have the right intentions. And I hope you guys believe that when I say I have the right intentions, that I don't plan to use it. Because the truth is, the only way you know is if I tell you and you believe it. That's the only way. That right there is power right there. Can I convince you that I mean what I say? Can I convince you to at least listen, and even if you don't entirely believe it, what I say, that you'll at least go along with it? But that's what a power is right right there. I don't want to have that kind of power. I have said to people, when people have asked me, what's like your dream positions in politics? And I've said, I'd love to be an ambassador. You know, I'd love to represent for another country, but guess what? I still have a boss in that. I'd love to be maybe ultimately, ultimately Secretary of the Interior or Secretary of Homeland Security. I love those. My military background, law enforcement, I'd love to be in Homeland Security. I love the outdoors. I love the idea of the national parks, national forests, so many different things out there. The Department of the Interior, Fish and Wildlife, I love all that. And I would love to be the head of like that. That's the ultimate dream goal. But those, those last two positions require power. You know what I mean? I, um, I've said, you know, people say like, would you want to be governor? Eh, maybe. I'd prefer the idea of the lieutenant governor because I still have a boss. I still have somebody to go to for guidance, for assistance if needed. I am able to do some things and I'm able to help with the, with the process and I'm able to do a lot of stuff, but I still have a boss. I am not the one God almighty of the people in that case. Cause when you're the governor, you are the almighty of your state. You know, there's the federal government, so the president's the almighty of the almighty, but in the terms, in the state's case, because we have so much autonomy, the governor is the almighty in that case, you know what I mean? I don't want almighty power. For, I don't want, uh, at least I don't want power for the sake of power. I don't like that. I don't like having power for the sake of, I love the idea of having power to help others, but the problem is, is that when you have power, you run the risk of power for the sake of power. And that's not to say that it's automatic, but I mean, it's kind of automatic, you know, it's kind of like a missionary thing. I'm not uh, Anthony Missionary Thomas. I'm not trying to say it's for the sake of power, but sometimes it's power for the sake of power. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's just, it's one of those things. I don't like that. I don't, I want to, me, if I would ever be in politics directly, I want to help people. I want to do good and I don't want things to benefit me. I'm the guy who would vote for a bill that could benefit me, and when someone asks, it's like, wouldn't this benefit you yourself? You are exactly right. Let's put a provision in there that bans me from benefiting on it. You know what I mean? Like, I've thought about it myself. Here's a quick example. I'm a disabled veteran, okay? I'm 70% disabled. 7-0. 70%. 
technically 68.5, but they round up to 70. Fuck. VA has some weird math. I don't like the fact that I see that, this, that we have disabled veteran license plates in this state, but the only way you can get it is if you're 100% permanent and total, totally and permanent disabled. You are not declared permanent and totaled until after 20 years, guys. The VA won't declare you total and permanent, uh, total, uh, uh, there's two ways. You have to be hit 100% and they can go like that, but usually the only way is if you hit 20 years, your, your disability is declared permanent. I got taken out of the Army um, November of 2011. My disability is declared temporary, as is like 95% of all disabilities. It's temporary for 20 years. I won't have until November of 2031 that it's declared, or December of 31, because it was a month later, that it will be declared permanent, you know? I have said that I would want to see the, dis the disabled veteran license plate and certain other benefits that's for 100% disabled veterans move down to, say, 50%. You know what I mean? Move it down to veterans who have at least 50% disability. Oh, Humboldt County. Okay, I know exactly where you are, Vic. Um, yeah, it's in the Jefferson region. I know exactly where that is. Um, hear about Humboldt a lot when it comes to Jefferson. Um, they're right there. There's some power right there, what they're trying to do. Um, I have said that if I was a politician, I would vote in the state legislature for the disabled veteran license plate to be moved down to veteran, to qualify for veterans at least, um, oh, okay, you're not in there, Vic, my bad. Veterans at least with 50%. I'd love to see it down to 30%, but we'll go with 50. 30% is what the military declares as uh, retired. You know, if you get at least 30% disability with the military, you're declared retired, medically retired. Um, if you get 10%, 20%, you're discharged, and then if the VA gives you 70%, let's just say, you're still only discharged. You're not retired. The military's got to give it to you. I have said that I would give it to 50%. Now, that benefits me, okay? And if I were called out on it, I would point out and say, we can add a provision that says I will never benefit and I will never get that license plate. If that's what it takes... If that's what it takes to get it passed, I don't care. I don't care about it for the benefit for me like that. You know, I'm the guy who said because remember when it, uh, I, I've argued about it with Jeff on this show when it came to wrestling. You know, he's like Johnny. You mean to tell me if you got a hundred thousand dollar job with Ring of Honor, and then WWE offered you a million dollars, you wouldn't take it? And I said, No, I wouldn't take it. He goes, Come on. And I go, No, look, because here's the thing: I have never made that kind of money. You know what I mean? I've never made that kind of money. Never have. Um, if I can make $100,000, I am making more riches than I ever did before. And I'm okay with that. Now, if WWE offered me a million dollars for one year, would I take it? Probably. Get that money. Now I'm set for majority of life. Go back to Ring of Honor and enjoy it. I don't. That's how it is for me. You know, get that money and use them. That's using them. That's a power. I'm wanting the power. I'm taking the power from them. They think they have the power over me. And for that year, they kind of do. But once that year is up, I'm gone. I'm out. I'm finished with them. And I go back to Ring of Honor, you know, because that's what the example was Jeff gave me. And I said, if you, if I'm making $100,000, it's basically like I would have a million dollars because I've never made that much. I've made a high of $52,000 in my life. You know what I mean? When I had the job and the pension, um, 
uh, with uh, when I had the job at the state and I was working on my pension, I was making $52,000 a year. Make me a thousand, $100,000, I'm set. That's more money I've ever had and I'm fine. You know, when it comes time for my contract negotiation, let's try to bump it up to 125. You know, if they say, oh, we'll do 115. Done. Okay. I don't go. That's the power. That's the thing right there because that's greed. That's a, that's a vice right there is greed. Greed goes into all these different vices as well. And that right there is the big difference when it comes to power, everybody. What is the true intentions of power? Is it the ability to help others or is it greed? Is it the greed and the desire and the hope to benefit yourself? Are you doing this for the sake of benefiting yourself? That's greed. That's what that is. And that's what you're doing. You know what I mean? That's what it is. We greed might be the ultimate of ultimates of vice. So I basically said power was the ultimate of the vices. But if you think about it, when we get down to the core of it, the greed is in there. Because you're doing it for your own intentions, for your self-satisfaction, for your desire, for your hope. And yes, it was a dead air, Bobby. I, I kept quiet for a second because I just got philosophical on it. We are so much into enjoying what we can get for ourselves. And sometimes, we're, we're, you know, what was that proverb, you know, the Chinese proverb, greed will empower us all. You know what I mean? Imprison us all. There we go. Um, see if I can try to pull that up. A Chinese proverb. Um, I want to find the. Ch I want to find it. Um, I think that's the best example. You know, I mean, I, I, there's no better way in my fashion to believe that. You know, I think is that greed will imprison us all. You know, here's the thing I typed up. You know, from Answers.com. What does greed will imprison us all mean? Humans are greedy. The Bible tells us all the seven deadly sins. I believe that greed and envy are the worst. From these two vices stem all of the deadly sins. When someone says that greed will imprison us all, they will say that greed. They're saying that greed will somehow and eventually lead to a person's downfall. If you're greedy and envious, that could lead you to steal, kill, or hurt, which could lead to prison time or even worse, getting killed, etc., etc. And that is probably the best thing. It really is true. And that's what it is. The power, sometimes power for the sake of power is greed. It's ill intent. It's a deception. You know, what is the name? Eric Fromm. Is that the German general I heard about? Um, no, it was Friedrich Fromm. Greed is a bottomless pit which exhausts the person in an endless effort to satisfy the need without ever reaching satisfaction. Another one from Andy Stanley. Uh, greed is not a financial issue. It's a heart issue. Uh, Mahatma Gandhi. There is a sufficiency in the world for a man's need, but not for a man's greed. Um, Socrates. He who is not contented with what he has would not be contented with what he would like to have. 
And Warren Buffett, be fearful when others are greedy and greedy when others are fearful. Henry David Thoreau, it is preoccupation with possessions more, um, more than anything else that prevents us from living freely and nobly. Mark Twain, any so-called material that you would want is merely a symbol. You want it not for itself, but because it will content your spirit for the moment. And last one, Kierkegaard. Um, if anybody ever studied political philosophy, you always had to hear about Kierkegaard. Most men pursue pleasure with such breathless haste that they hurry past it. Can you get any more true than that? You know, that is... I feel like this episode is turning into greed rather than power, but it's so true. There's, it, it, you know, we talk about the idea of socialism and capitalism and other forms of government in this country as of late with politics, and I've done my best not to talk about that. But let's think about it. That goes right there into the discussion of power as well. Do you cede power? Do you take power? Do you have power? Do you uh, not have power? Yada, yada. There's so many other things we can go into that in life. When you get into marriage or you stay single... Do you have power in marriage? Do you cede power in marriage? Do you have power when you're single? Do you cede power when you're single? Because you're not giving into the power of having someone else that you can have and love and hold and cherish and potentially control. <laughs> Those people. Taking a shot. Delicious. Yep. There's a buzz going on. <laughs> but we are a power people, not just America, not just Australia, the human race is about power. You know, it goes back to the d discussion of fight or flight. It goes back to the discussion of prey and predator. It goes back to the discussion of will and won't. Do we have power? Do we not have power? Do we have power all the time? Do we have power none of the time? Do we have power some of the time? Do, does that mean we have power none of the time? You know? Power is power, and what you do for the power is the benefit. Now, I've discussed, I've spent a section on this, talking about greed. You know what I mean? I've talked about the greed of the of, of power. Now, let's look about the benefit of the power, and what I mean is the yin. The greed is the yang. Let's look at the yin. What is the yin of power? The ability to do good, the ability to benefit others, the ability to help. Now, someone could say that, well, because greed is the ability to do good for yourself, the ability to benefit yourself, the ability to succeed for yourself. But if you're succeeding for others with your power and you're doing a better thing in the end and overall, and people could say in the end it was the right thing to do, that's the yin. If you do something that benefits you, it's a yang. Even if people say you did the right thing for yourself, it's the yang. But you know what? Sometimes the yang is the proper thing to do. Sometimes you're in a position where you can't help somebody anymore. You can't benefit them anymore. You can't do good for them anymore because they keep doing damage. They keep causing problems. They keep doing the destruction that be that you have to say, I can't do this anymore for my own benefit. I'm done. I'm out. I'm finished. And people will say you did the right thing to do because you looked out for yourself. And that was the yang. And truth be told, it was a yin in many fashions. It was a selfish thing, but it was a yin. And in the end, you have to identify that. 
And we all have friends like that. We all have family like that. We all have something that pops up in our life that truthfully, in the end, it could describe the definition of a yang, but it's a yin. Sometimes you do something that you think is a yin, and it's a yang. And the problem is, do you identify what it is? Do you know the true thing? Do you know that it was the proper thing? Did you do something that was good for others and it hurt and everything, and therefore it's a yang? Did you do something that you did that was going to benefit yourself, but for safety and security and ability, and it's a yin? You know, if you have something that happens in your family or your friends, let's say with another vice, let's say with alcohol, and you tried and tried and tried and helped them out, and it was for the greater good for them, that's a yin, but it's doing so much damage for yourself. Sometimes the yang is the right thing. So you say, I'm done with you. I renounce you. I'm done trying to help you out. I'm finished. Don't call me anymore with this. Get yourself better. You're on your own. That sounds so much like a yang, but the truth is you have done so much. You've tried, and now you have to look out for yourself. And the yang was in the end the right thing to do, and maybe that person will use that as a stepping stool. They're going to use it as a stepping stone, and they're going to use the stool as well. They use that as a stool, which gets them to a chair, which gets them to a ladder, and they climb up and they ascend and they get better. Maybe that happens. Maybe that works. Maybe they benefit. But if they didn't, the fact is they've already gone down the black hole if they if they don't, and you are not going to be taken with them. Sometimes that's what you got to look at. You know what I mean? And Sky Genie, yes, he's still in Stan's closet. You know, we're not coming out of the closet, so you can just go away. I love that episode. Anyway, let's look at the yin. Benefit for the greater good. If you're in a political power, if you're in a spiritual power, if you're in an emotional power that you can utilize, if you are a voice that could be heard. Ron Miscavige, when he was doing the episode uh, on the Joe Rogan experience, they asked him, Joe Rogan asked him why he did the book, why he wrote the book that he made uh, about David Miscavige and Scientology, you know, which... I mean, I'm almost wanting to buy myself, to be honest. Uh, I, I prefer to get, like, the video thing. Uh, what, what's the full title? Ruthless. Scientology, my son, David Miscavige, and me. You know, looks like a good thing. And he talks about all the misgivings and everything that happened within Scientology. And Joe Rogan asked him, was it for the money and the fame and stuff like that? And, like, there is the money. There is the benefit like that and everything going on. You know what I mean? And he admitted that, that you can get some of the money, but it wasn't about the money. Because the fact is, he said, I can write a blog, but I'll probably get, what, a few thousand? But he said, I wrote my book and what it did. It got me the publicity. It got me the reach. I was on uh, Megyn Kelly. I was on Seth Meyer. I was on this. I was that. Uh, he was on Joe Rogan's show at the moment. You know, And that thing's gotten hundreds of thousands of viewers on one clip alone, for God's sakes. You know, I mean, let's think about it. Uh, YouTube. Let's try to pull it up. Joe Rogan. Ron Miscavige. Okay. Uh, the full episode, it's gotten 2 million views. A clip on it, an 8 minute 40, epi uh, 40 second episode discussing the rules of Scientology, 344,000 views. A, uh, another one, 1.5 thousand. It was why he escaped from Scientology. That clip is fucked up. They screwed up the uh, audio on that one. He's got uh, Joe Rogan's got the episode with Leah Remini, 3.5 million viewers. At minimum... Two million people have checked it out. Now, there could be people who have watched the episode multiple times. I've watched the Ron Miscavige interview at least twice, possibly three times. This He said that he did it for the greater good, and because of everything that happened, because he completely uh, believed in everything that was going on within Scientology, and then he had to escape and because he saw all the bad and everything... He's trying to do the greater good, and the fact is their numbers have gone down. In the early 1990s, they had about 100,000 people in Scientology. Now, estimates say that Scientology is only at about 20,000. I was reading some of the numbers about Scientology. Some countries, it's claimed to be 6,000 people, but it's like the government says, oh, they got less than 500. The UK, it's like um, they've got a few thousand people. 
uh, that have either identified as Scientology or what, a Scientologist or whatever. You know, the numbers have gone down. And hopefully the fact that people are reading it because they show all the stuff that's gone on with them, hopefully they've gotten better with that. Um, he's trying to do something for the claim of good, and that's what he's claiming. He claims it's a yin, and I'm inclined to believe him. I believe Ron Miscavige when he says he's he wrote the book for the greater good so people can stop believing in Scientology, so people can stop getting involved in Scientology because the fact is they have the money. They have the power. The fact that they were able to get the tax-exempt status under, David, uh, status under David Miscavige helped them out because that declared them basically – I don't think the United States government recognizes them as a separate uh, religion, but they give them tax-exempt status, which is the IRS's way of saying you are a religion. They're not calling them a religion, but they're basically saying they're a religion. You know what I mean? David Miscavige had that power, the power to be able to do that, the benefit for like that. People have donated. He, uh, Ron Miscavige said that he had one guy who's worth a couple of billion dollars for selling a medical procedure that he created, and he's donated probably $50 million or something like that to Scientology. That right there, David Miscavige has that power. If more and more people listen to Leah Remini, which I promise you guys, I implore you to watch Leah Remini's Scientology show on A&E when they go out and do, talk about the stuff and everything going on. I love that show. I, I love shows like that. You know what I mean? I love things like that. You know, and Papa Dave, they're a religion. They say they're a religion. People believe they're a religion. Are they a religion? The United States government will not call them a recognized religion. But the IRS gives them the benefit of a religion. So they're almost – they're basically a de facto religion in the eyes of the government. You know what I mean? Um, Ron is trying to do good. Leah Remini is trying to do good. You know? I'll be honest. I've always enjoyed some of these kind of shows. It was a Nat Geo show that talked about polygamy over in like northern Arizona and southern Utah, a branch of the Mormonism. It's not the proper branch anymore. It's like a – separate group and everything and i i love learning about people i love learning about sociology and stuff like that so shows like this i love whether it was the polygamy show polygamy usa whether it's the scientology show with leah remini i love sociology in so many fashions you know what i mean but ron miscavige was saying what he felt to be good you know ron miscavige is trying it was trying to write a book to help the greater good that's what he claims I believe him. Many people believe him. I don't think he did it for the money. If the money is good enough that it can help him out. He, the guy's in his 80s. The guy is in his 80s, for God's sakes. And if he's able to help out and see to the end of the, the religion of where so many awful things have happened, you know what I mean? Then that's a benefit, you know? That's his eyes, and that's his hope, and that's his desire. You know, Sky Gene, I would say they were a cult. Well, there was a politician in Germany who called them a cult. Go figure. Um... Now, I'm focusing so much on Ron Miscavige, but I'm trying to say this. You know, there are politicians out there who say they're trying to do for the greater good. Do they mean that? I'll admit on my side of the aisle, there are guys like Congressman Tom Massey, Justin Amash, and Senator Rand Paul. I believe are doing for the greater good. I believe that they are trying to do something for the greater good. You know, I will say there were Democrats who I think could say that they're doing on the greater good. You know, there's a Democrat by the name of Tulsi Gabbard out of Hawaii. I think she does a great job. I don't agree with a lot of stuff, but I think she's... She doesn't have entirely ill intent, you know, maybe, maybe towards the president, but not in the greatest scheme of things, you know. I got no problem saying that about someone on the other side of the aisle. Chuck Schumer, Nancy Pelosi, Mitch McConnell, don't believe any of them, <laughs> you know. But here's the question. Like I said, politicians always try to claim that they're for the greater good. They always say they're the yin, but are they the yang? People identify every politician automatically being for the yang, but then they try to see, okay, are they for the yin? And it's possible. 
I see some of them that I say are for the yin, but are they yang? We could be wrong. There are people that we say are yang, but they're actually yin. You know what I mean? Good and evil, bad and uh, bad and um, good as well, right and wrong, all that facet. Um, you know, the question is, do they actually mean good? Do they actually go for the yin? Is that their intent? You know what I mean? That's the question. That is the ultimate question that needs to be asked. And there are other people out there. Doctors, for example, do they do things for yin or yang? Do they become a doctor so they can help people? Do they become a doctor so they can get rich? My ex-girlfriend is the daughter of a brilliant neurosurgeon for South Florida who makes a million five on a good year and at minimum $800,000 on a bad year. That is how low he makes. That is amazing levels. I have slept at the guy's house. It's a fucking palace the guy literally has a pool at the edge of a fucking river a big ass river that people can enjoy there's not a lot of flow you don't have to worry about any current picking you up and taking you away nothing like that it's a beautiful area it's a clean water as well for the record taking a shot guys partial shot i don't feel like drinking the whole thing right now um the guy but here's the question does he do it for the yin or the yang i can tell you this the guy is a bit of a yang maker. The guy does things for his personal benefit. The guy wants to make more money and do stuff. Did he come in with yin intentions? Did the guy come in with good intentions, with power and ability? Did he do it for the ability to help others? I bet he did. Most people, they do because they want to help, you know. But over time, I think he became a yang. Now, am I trying to say the guy's the worst person in the world? No. He loves his daughter, my ex. She's a sweet girl. She's one of the only exes that I still talk to. She lives up in Wisconsin now. She's a teacher and everything. She does a great job. You know, she's a sweet girl. Um, so I know he has a heart. But does he do the doctorate stuff, the doctor stuff, doctorate, doctor stuff, does he do all the medical stuff for personal benefit? If he says, I better be damned, I got to do X amount of procedures, which of course will pay him a lot of money or whatever. If he do, if he says that, which I have no clue, that's a yang. You know what I mean? Now, okay, if it's aside from the fact of, okay, I got to meet certain qualifications, I have to do X amount of surgeries per year to meet certain qualifications, that's one thing. That is a requirement to keep his credentials and certifications. You know what I mean? That's, that's, that's different. But if he says that these things, because it makes him more money, is that doing it because he wants the benefit? That is the question. That is the ultimate question. That is the, that's what people need to see. Yin and yang, good and evil, right and wrong, power, greed, ability. Do you tend to do good for others? Do you tend to do wrong for others? You know what I mean? That is the question that we need to ask. That's the question that you need to ask. You need to ask yourself. I need to ask myself. Do I do this show? For my personal benefit. Some of it, yes. I don't get out too much. I get a lot because I go to political events and stuff like that. And I meet a lot of great people and I have a good time. I just did a fucking four hour drive. You know, two hours one way, two hours back. Um, to an event yesterday. But I met good people. I had good food. By the, side note, if you guys do, never lived in the South, try bread pudding. Delicious. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Uh, but it, it, I met some great people. I had some good food, a lot of seafood. I love seafood. And it, it, it was a great time, you know? And I I don't know why. I'm getting a little teared up right now. 
You know, it, it, that's that's kind of weird. I, I tear up every so often. I'm like, right now, why am I getting teared up for this moment? It, it was a good event. I was meeting good people. But when I'm on this show, I'm with you guys. I don't know your faces, but I see your words. Some of you guys, I know your voices. I know Luke Birch's voice. I know Sky Genie's voice. I know Bobby Blade's voice. I know Bobby Anthem's voice. I know Papa Dave's voice. I know Scott Greer's voice. I know the voice of so many. I know Vic's voice. So I know so many voices. And I see you all as good people. And the fact that I can talk to you guys and you guys want to listen to me is enriching and it's a benefit and it's sweet and it's humbling. And I think that's one of the reasons why I fight so hard and I do self-deprecation. I do such an attack on myself because I don't want you guys thinking that I have ill intent. I don't. I have ill intent towards the WWE, <laughs> Evil Empire and all that shit. But I... I want to talk with you guys. I want to benefit you guys. I want you guys to get your voices out. I, I look in the chat room constantly. I'm looking at the chat room as we speak. Something about Star Trek. You know what I mean? There's so much stuff going on. And Sky Genie, you've seen me on video before. This is true, Sky. I mean, I've seen some of you guys by face. I don't know Papa Dave's face other than pictures. I'm still kind of convinced he's Bruce Pritchard. <laughs> Two Houston boys, the voice is a little similar. Stuff like that. Although, to be honest, I think that Dallas is worn off on him because he could, he's, Dallas is in the middle between Houston and Oklahoma, so he could be Jim Ross as well. Well, hello and good evening, everybody. Welcome to Mid-South Wrestling. I can't do his voice. Oh. My God! He killed him! There we go. It's a little bit different. A little bit better. I don't want you guys to ever think I have an ill intent towards you. I'm not trying, I'm not using this entirely as a soapbox to benefit myself. I don't think I'm going to become the next PewDiePie. I'm not going to become the next Joe Rogan. I'm not going to become that next fucking kid who, did, who went to the suicide forest in Japan to get a shitload of money. You know what I mean? I don't want that. I, I tried to, I have a bit of yang with this show. I provide news and hopefully to God it helps add up every bit more against the WWE, against Evil Empire. But when it comes to you guys, I do try to inform you guys. Now, I this is an opinion show. So we know it's an opinion show. We pointed out, we provide, it's a news opinion show. We provide news and then opinion. We provide the bare facts, news of what it is. This is the fact. And then, well, I think that, well, this looks to me like, well, this could possibly be, those are opinions. Those are the beginning of opinion sentences and capabilities, you know? This whole show, the show, the reality check, it's an analysis opinion show. It is my opinion, and it's the opinion of others who come up on this show. You know what I mean? This is full opinion-based, full review. It's an analysis. Sigmund Freud, Kierkegaard, Nietzsche, Machiavelli, all these different guys provided a political opinion on a process of politics. We have Machiavellianism. We have Karl Marx making Marxism, which led to socialism, which led to communism. You know, now, for the record, I'm not trying to get on a political base like that, but he did make Marxism, which did lead to socialism, which um, Vladimir Lenin used and created communism from. It's a stepping stool. Now, now, I'm not trying to make that sound like an attack on anybody. Don't think it like that. It's the same thing. Let's look at religion. Judaism birth Jesus Christ who became his own thing which led to the creation of the Christianity faith which eventually led to the prophet Muhammad speaking his stuff which created Islam there's a fucking stepping stool to almost everything everything comes from something so it's not an attack Muslim Islam is a child of Christianity which is a child of Judaism just as communism is a child of socialism which is a 
child of Marxism. It just happens. That's not an attack on anybody. That's just showing like that. You know, we can provide our opinions and bases on everything like that, and that's what it is right there. That's an opinion. That is a view. You know, I. So I'm not. And I'm not trying to get like that. Uh, I don't want you guys thinking that fashion. You know what I mean? That's what a review is that's what an analysis is that's what an opinion is compared to facts now we provide both facts and opinion i don't have any ill intent towards anybody here i want to provide you with the facts and what i think what papa dave thinks what mike thinks what jenkins thinks what sky Jr. thinks what bobby anthem thinks whatever everybody in the chat room thinks uh, we use our opinion so much it is an opinion as papa dave says it is we all have our opinion we take the facts and we create our opinions. I have, for the strict basis of yin, the good, I'm using this power of the platform for the good. I am trying to do good We and, and analyze. And sometimes I get schooled on stuff. I remember Vic coming on this show one time, and she schooled me on a couple of things. When Was it, it was the episode of... Um, was the rela- Vic, what episode was that? Was that the relationship episode or was that about uh, superficialness or something like that? It was one of those episodes. And we were getting onto the gender bias thing, you know what I mean? And she came on and I provided my stuff. She ba- brought her stuff up and she schooled me on some things. And I was grateful for that. Sometimes I, ne- I need to be schooled. We all need to be schooled. That's the key thing. And that's what I love about this. That's what I love about Mixler is the fact that you can talk through the chat room. I'm looking at it. I'm seeing all this stuff of the love and the heart and the warmth that everyone's showing for each other, that this is a family in many facets. And that is true. You know what I mean? There are people who don't want that. People don't. People want a voice out to their people but not get voiced back. They don't want, uh, they don't want to hear it. I want to hear it. I want to give you my opinion, and then maybe you guys could say something to me that's going to change my viewing. And that, when I say maybe, it's only because maybe something comes up that is so crystal clear that you guys will not be able to change it. It's like, yeah, there's that, you know? Let's think about it. We talk about the Chris Benoit tragedy. We look at Benoit, and it's almost cut and dry in the eyes of many people. Few opinions against there are people who do provide opinions against we need to see the other sides we need to see the other views we need to see the other aisle one of the reasons why i love politics you know because we could see the other sides of some things you know talk it over you know and that's why i love getting into political discussions because when i talk to people i provide my point they provide their point we can see maybe we can meet a media ground and here's the thing sometimes both sides are fucking right both sides can be right on a discussion i have said that so many damn times you know, we can all be right sometimes. We have different intentions, different motives, but we're still right. There were some political topics right now. I'm not going to bring it up. We're not going to get into that because I know you don't want to hear it. But there were sometimes there were things of people who act up on the opposite side of me on an opinion, on a topic, on a viewing, on a subject. And I can tell you this. They are right. And I am right. Sometimes you can have both rights because of different motives. Maybe the end result we don't agree is right. But the motive is right. And guess what, bitches? Sometimes that's the case. Sometimes both sides are right. That happens. Wow. I should drink more often on the air. (laughs) Cheers. Uh. You guys keep me in check. That's one of the other reasons why I love Mixler. We have a chat room where you guys can talk to us and voice your concerns and your opinion. And anybody that's listening to this, Mixler.com forward slash WNC hyphen show. We do the reality check every two weeks. 
We do wrestling shows. We do the Super Party, which is a little bit of everything. We just had an episode just this last Thursday. We spent a Thursday night, Monday, Friday morning, whatever the fuck. And we had Missionary Thomas on from Wrestling Soup, and we talked so much about video games. Video games made into movies. Side note, Tomb Raider movie, really good. Hitman movie, good. Um, there was another one I just looked at. It was really good. So th- there's always something, you know. I I want to be kept check in line. Checks and balances. That's one of the things about politics that we always remember. Checks and balances. And I'm a person who... I like checks and balances, and that's what the Mixler is. That's why I love being on Mixler, because you guys keep us in check. Now, Papa Dave keeps me in check. Maybe I keep Papa Dave in check. Farley, Far, the guy is awesome. So there's a few things I need to keep him in check. <laughs> he usually keeps me in check. We got to keep Corvin in check, which he won't fucking listen. We got to keep Jenkins in check, which we don't really have to too much. He keeps me in check. Corvin tries to keep me in check, which he sucks at it. <laughs> but you guys keep us in check. You guys provide your comments. You guys provide your reviews. You guys prefer, provide your smartest remarks. That's what it is. That's a checks and balance. We are the executive branch of this show. You are the legislative branch. You provide and voice your concerns. Now, the difference is you can't really vote too, too much. But the fact is that we still have that. So here's what we're going to do. We're into this show already. An hour. Oh, stupid. No, I don't want to download the newer version. This episode's already 73 minutes into it. I'm going to take a short break. I'm going to play something. I'm going to play a clip for you guys. Something that goes with this show, with power and greed and everything. And someone's going to say, you've gone kind of off on the politics thing. I mean, not the politics, the uh, the power thing by talking to just did when it came to everything else with checks and balances and stuff. No, I didn't. Because that's power as well. I'm giving power to the people. We, 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 not just me. We give power to the people. You know what I mean? That's what it is with the Mixler chat. If we would just use use what like Icecast or whatever it is, Ustream, you wouldn't have too much of a chat room that we'd look at. Uh, you know what I mean? But I want to see what the people say. Sometimes it's something that we're missing. You know what I mean? That's a checks and balance. I'm going to play a clip for you guys, and then I'm going to play a song, and I'm going to come back and I want to take some calls. Somebody better fucking call in. This clip I have is two and a half minutes long, and then I'm going to play a small song. Um, why did I go to Wikipedia? I wanted YouTube. Um, I don't know why I'm picking this song, but I think it's a good song. Wait a minute. No. You know what? No, 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 no. What was the name of that song? Oh, my God. I want to take a blast from the past. There was a song that I loved. I just got to see this video and know that that's it. Uh, no, it's not that. It's not that. Um, there it is. That's a song to use for politics, for power. Um, I found a song that I'm going to play for you guys, and you guys are going to listen to it going, how in God's name did he pick up the song? How did he choose this one? You know what I mean? And it's going to be an interesting one. Um, but I like it. So I'm going to play the power, this power thing. Um, and then I'm going to play this song and then when we come back and I better see some calls in the Skype. So let's take this break and go from there. One thing happened. Robert Moses wanted to build yet another bridge across Long Island Sound. Of course, he had already built the Triborough Bridge, the Bronx Whitestone Bridge and the Throgs Neck Bridge. 
and he was planning another one, and Newsday had me look into this, and I discovered it was the world's worst idea. The uh, traffic on Long Island was already overwhelming, and this would have brought all the traffic from New England down, and it would have required 12 more lanes on the Long Island Expressway. In addition, the bridge would have had to be so huge that the piers that held it would have to be so big that they would have interfered with the tidal flow in Long Island Sound and actually created pollution there. So I wrote these stories, and uh, the newspaper sent me up to Albany to see how the legislature was regarding it. And I spoke to Governor Nelson Rockefeller. He understood it was the worst idea ever. Spoke to the Assembly Speaker. He understood it was the worst idea, the President of the Senate. And I wrote this article and went back to Newsday, thinking I was done. And about two years later, two weeks later, excuse me, I had a friend in, uh, she called me. She said, Bob, you better come back up here. And I said, oh, I don't think that's necessary. I think I've taken care of this. But she said, Robert Moe's up here yesterday, and I think you should come back. And I remember driving up to Albany and walking into the press gallery of the assembly just as they approved the bridge by a vote of something like 183 to 4. And I remember thinking in that moment, everything I've been writing has sort of blown me because whether you say it or not in an article, everything I was doing was based on the feeling that in a democracy, political power comes from the ballot box, from being elected, from the people. Yet here was a man who was never elected to anything, and he had enough power to turn an entire state government around in a single day, and I had no idea, actually anybody else, where he got this power from. And it was then that I thought that if I really wanted to write about politics truthfully, I have to find out, because no one knew where he got his power and how he had been using it for so long.
I love that song. Yo. Sky. I'm in. So, quick thing for everybody, if you can't tell, the alcohol's caught up on me. <laughs> um, and honestly, I'm glad for that. I started thinking in my head while listening to that song. Have you ever heard that song before, Sky? Uh, no. That is the song from Good Charlotte called Predictable. That song, That's probably why I don't like Good Charlotte. Yeah. They're not, they're not that crash off to me. Well, I mean, they're, they're an emo gothic kind of group. The song came out in 2004. I just pulled it up just to double check. I remember I was in high school when the song came out. And it was one of the first gothic songs that I ever saw in terms of music video. And I liked it. And I got a good Charlotte song on my phone. I don't know the exact title of it, but I don't know if this is the exact title, but it's like, you know, girls don't like boys, girls like cars and money. And so I think I played that song for the superficial this episode. But like, I like some of good, I like some emo and goth music sometimes because the truth is sometimes in the psychology, it's a reality check. <laughs> Pun in fucking tended. Um, you know, but I, 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 all I know is it just, it popped up in my head and it was a good song. And I wanted to play. Uh, they, they, good Charlotte's, um, like I have a, a term what I call uh, too poppy. Like, um, well, uh, th- like the, a lot of bands go go that way. They start off good, then they go very poppy. So and I think you, Good Charlotte, like, is very much a poppy song. Do you think it's the same way as like Jenkins has talked about that when it comes to ICP? He feels like the Ice and Sing Clown Posse has gone to the points of all the popularity, like they've lost their roots. Do you think that's the same thing? I think they never had their roots. I think they were always a poppy band to me. Like, they're okay, cool, they they have the look, and that's about it. Like, I've never seen them. Like, each time, when I hear music, like, I have to hear, like, I have to hear a story in it. When you don't hear a story on it, that's when they kind of go poppy. It's like, I was with the cheap thrills. Like, it's happened with uh, ACDC, happened with Guns N' Roses. I guess Guns N' Roses were always kind of like that too. But then, um... Like Metallica, once they kind of get um, into that poppy phase, it's kind of done. <laughs> like some 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 bands go good um, going poppy. Sometimes I won't say all of them are bad. It's just yeah. Um, at the same time, it's like eh. like like, 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 like it's not like, like something I would go out to listen to. So yeah, it's like, like it happens to be on. Like look at Lincoln Park. They they kept their they kept their roots for such a long time. I think after Minutes to Midnight, it was the last CD I ever bought in my life. I think they started going down, but they brought themselves back up. I think part of it was that when they got involved with Transformers and Transformers said to them, we want you to make a song for each of our video, our, our, our movies, which the first one was, um, um, uh, oh my God, What I've Done. The second one was New Divide. The third one was, uh, what was it, Burn It Down. They made a, a song for each of them. And I think that helped them bring it back to their roots in some fashions, but they changed. And rest in peace, Chester Bennington, and all stuff like that. But in any case, we're getting side side pointed. Um, a quick thing before we get in with you, um, I, you know, I mentioned before, like I think it's a good thing that the alcohol's caught up to me because this episode's about power and everything. I, I subliminally said to myself, I want to put myself in a vulnerable state. I want to talk and get so much into the details with what I'm talking about, but I want to put myself in a spot that I can get just down to bare facts and the truth. And when you're drinking, when you're drinking, it's a little harder to lie about stuff. Now, I'm not someone who lies and I don't think I am. 
and I wouldn't hide, lie anyway, but I want to put myself in such a vulnerable state for everybody listening that it felt that it could be even more truthful. You know what I mean? And I hope that with you listening in this whole time and being a fellow correspondent like you are, I hope that maybe helped in seeing at least a facet of I want to make myself as exposed as possible with what I'm saying. And especially on this episode. You, 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 sound, you sound like a drunker version of Johnny Florida. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't, I don't know am I, am I slurring that much? Or... Am I slurring that much? I don't know. You just sound the same, same as what you do on the um, Super Party. I don't know if you're drunk on half of those. So, well, I do. Uh, no, just... I, I usually don't entirely. Now, when I say I'm drinking wine, that's usually on the Super Party, but that's about it. Um, but I'm usually not drinking too much. Um, uh, yeah, but I've had like six shots, and I'm, I think I'm in my sixth or seventh right now. I've lost count, to be honest. Um, which I guess could be a good thing or a bad thing, but. You know, do I? Am I slurring that bad? Do I sound that obvious? If I wasn't to be admitting, if I wasn't admitting no. that I was drunk, would you guys know? I do know one quick no, thing. No, I noticed it sounds noticed, the same. Uh, I noticed Dave might um, be able to answer that better than I do, but you sound the same to me. I do notice I'm long, I'm more long winded than I am. I think the more I drink, the less I have to breathe. <laughs> you are, <laughs> but. No, I wanted to make myself vulnerable for this episode because I don't want to feel like, look, I have the power to be on the air to talk about this stuff and I have the people listening in, but I don't want it to feel like that I have power for the sake of power against uh-huh. them. And I don't think they think that way of me because I always take shots of myself, but I'd rather expose myself more and solidify that, you know? Well, see, all, all you do there to expose yourself more, you just take your pants off, just go running down the street. Boom, there you go. It just uh, don't just make sure you're not for that. <laughs> don't tempt me. Look, I, I know well, that's I don't know if that's a sport for you guys in Australia. It's probably in Spain and and I'm not I'm not like in Spain, but for God's sakes they have the running of the bulls, for God's sakes. You know yeah, you just you just gotta make sure you don't get arrested, I guess, but you know. Yeah. Well what if I ran on the other side of the road? Would that at least be legal because you guys drive on the other side of the road? <laughs> mm. uh, seriously I love you to death and uh but what do you think about everything tonight? You know what? Bobby the Ooze, Bobby the Uzi Gun was uh, trying to call up as well. You mind if I add him in? Add him in. Where is he at? There, there he is. Uh, add him into the call. And that way he can give his comments on this. No, fuck it. Get him off the call. No, <laughs> you fucking asshole. What, you don't want to be blindsided with two Americans on the air? Fucking Bra- the more I drink, the warmer I get. That's That right there well, is a uh, key uh, thing. Uh, I was sort of talking about, before about making a um, religion just to see if it would work, but, you know. Hey, don't you – you guys have that popular in Australia. Don't you guys have, like, the Xenophon party for that one politician? I mean, you guys have a background for doing that kind of stuff. It's uh, it's not really a religion. It's more of a <laughs> – no, 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 no. That's a political party started by one guy named after himself. So while, yeah. all I'm saying is that you guys have a background <laughs> on doing stuff like that. That's all. <laughs> no, no, no one's going to vote for him. <laughs> isn't he in the member of the, yeah, isn't he a member of the House have, of Representatives? Um, have, um, who's, who's Clive Palmer under? Oh, look, I just pulled um, him up. Look at that. He was in the South Australian Legislative Council. Uh, now, you live in South Australia, right? No. No, 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 no. No, no you live in Zooten, NSW. Yes. Right, right. Why the fuck? I was thinking, I was picturing Southeastern Australia like Victoria and, and, and NSW. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, dude. Um, I didn't mean that. But... There, there is another. There was um, 
I do know of another Australian podcaster that was in Melbourne, but then I don't know. I, I don't remember the what show he did. Yeah, but no, I just. Oh, uh, Condog's from Melbourne too. Condog's from Melbourne too. So there you go. He's a South. He's or, a South Aussie. Pretty, no, uh, I'm pretty no, sure. He's, no. I'm pretty sure he's um, either Melbourne, or somewhere in Victoria, anyway. Right. I think I remember saying that. Quick side note before we get back to the show. I want to do another episode with you guys on Australian, not just politics, but geopolitics and learning about South Australia. It was fun with you guys, you and Klondike Bill. And and I hope you – now, the fact that I was saying a lot of stuff, I hope that you guys enjoyed that episode. I want to see a revisit of um, one with June. Oh, the Canadian fake Japanese which I bet he's Japanese in real life, everybody. He's probably culturally Japanese, but he's not a Japanese citizen. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I don't hate June. I think it's funny. But I think it's funny they keep getting into trouble. <laughs> uh, but anyway, what do you think about this episode so far? What do you see? Especially from an Australian culture. You guys come from a culture. You know, Australia was created not just by the Aborigines, the Abbeys. Uh, but also with British citizens who were convicted of crimes, sent down the 19 crimes, as it's known, sent down to Australia with punishment by transportation and grown and changed. But you guys have always had a bit of an outlaw mindset. You guys were more about firearms and the British culture, but then, of course, you guys banned them and everything. You guys have a different culture. When it comes to power, I mean, you guys knock your politician. Dumb, dumb Tony. Any Aussie knows what the fuck I'm talking about. Well, here's the, here's the thing. We have the power to vote, but we don't have the power to choose. It seems right because you got you can vote, <laughs> for, not, your, you can so, vote for your member of the house, but if they say this is the leader of the party, that's the prime minister of the party well, wins the most votes. The the issue issue we've been having is like we could vote we could vote um uh Michael Corbyn in that for example not that we want to vote Michael Corbyn. I mean, we that's only much, if he makes his own party might, in Australia though. We're miserable enough anyway. Um, we could vote um Michael Corbyn in. <laughs> Uh, but that don't mean he's going to be um, promised by the, by the next election. The next election it could be Papa Dave. Right, because like, they got to have a party with a number, enough members of the House of Representatives well, to be voted in. That that and they could backstab each other. If they don't like, like that's what that's, that's the issues we've been having. While we haven't, I think we've had um, ten. Uh, new prime ministers in the span of ten years. Yeah, what was it? it you and got elected, a woman elected, in charge right now, right? What's and, her name? No, no, it's. Um, is that New, to, New Zealand? Uh, New Zealand, I think. I'm, I'm sorry. I don't know about New Zealand, but anyway. Like, um, we've had 10 uh, prime ministers in the span of 10 years. And, um, well, I don't think we've had 10, we've had close to. But, um, yeah, and only two, two of them, we've had two elections. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, you guys time. also have the... Um... What do you call it? You guys also have the... Uh, now, you guys don't vote for them directly, but you... Let's see. Ah, oh, Scott Morrison. Oh, fucking right. Yeah, Scott took over. Um, Scott Morrison, then Malcolm Turnbull, then Tony no, nothing, Abbott. Nothing wrong with this, Scott, not revealing any names. <laughs> no, I get that. I mean, you had um, Tony Abbott. What was the name of the guy before him, uh, Tony Abbott? Uh, oh, that was Rudd. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, my God. What was his name? He uh, was Labor. Well, we had Kevin Rudd. We had John Howard, who was um, he, he was the longest serving one. We had him you know, for like. Wasn't Kevin, Rudd, had, uh, wasn't Kevin Rudd the guy who said, if Tony Abbott becomes <laughs> prime minister, God help us? Yep. <laughs> um, it was, uh, he, he got, it was John Howard that was the last, he was longest serving on. We had uh, Kevin Rudd, he came in. Then we had um, Julie Gillard, then Kevin Rudd again. 
then that was the Labor side. They got voted out. Like um, John Howard was Liberal, uh, Kevin Rubber was Labor. They got they got voted out. Then we got um, Shitstick. Um, you talking about Tony? Uh, to- yeah. Then we got Tony Abbott. Then we got oh no no it was Tony Dum Dum not Dum Dum Tony. Oh my god. Then we got um, Malcolm Turnbull. Now we got this this fuck. And I just said, I said from the get go as soon as this guy got put down go this guy has no chance. Like, this guy like he's kind of been doing stupid shit anyway. Like to not really help himself get elected in the next one. But like I, I just said he could be the best prime minister in the world, and he would not have a chance in the next election because because. Yeah. Uh, it's pissing people off, and they're going to vote in the next round to do that again. Now, now here's the question. Now, you can understand why we don't like politics in Australia. No, that, and that makes sense. And, you know, Papa Dave uh, is pointing out, you know, um, you know, now Luke Birch all hailed Tony, which uh, he's not making a knock because, you no, know, Tony Abbott was born in London, England, so he's not even a native Aussie, which is okay. I mean, I'm not knocking too much, but um, – what was it, the guy who played Mick Brumbry on Jag? Always played an Australian character in so many things. He lived in Australia a number of times, but the guy was from England. But um, you know, Aussie, you po- Aussie you politics, politics I, I can. I, <laughs> yeah. Papa Dave says Aussie politics. I think I can hear Johnny's erection, and no, it's not that. I'm too drunk at this point to, to be able to have that. But <laughs> no, but that, that, that right there, like, you're showing I'll, I'll, how much you love you guys disdain politics and power. So that right there, with this whole topic of power. Let's get back onto the topic of this. And, and you know, we didn't really stray off course because I wanted you to get into dialogue. All this topic of power and everything. Now, someone's going to say it sounds stupid what I'm saying with the whole – because it's a, but it is an American mindset. Every country's a little different, whether it's socialist or capitalist or any form of politics, whatever, or just personal mindset. What Everything I'm saying when it comes to power in this country – with the United States and in the world, with what I've said, anything that you say that's a different review, Rob, Bobby, dude, that yo, was, that was yo, hey, what's, that up, was... what's up, guys? I, I'm, I'm at race. Do y'all have racetrack down there in Florida? A what? A racetrack? Damn it! You know what I just remembered? My back's hurting. I'm 600 pounds. I'm not, I'm not bullshitting you. 511 d- disabled, and I'm looking outside. I'm right in front of the handicap. Because I, I remember you saying something about being 70% disabled. Yeah. Well, I'm disabled myself, so I, I feel you. And I'm looking outside. You know how when you go to a convenience store, they always leave the bottles of water outside? Yeah, I know. I never understood that. People could steal it. And I'm like, God damn. Oh, man, look at this bitch here. Oh, she ain't got no ass. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, I'm looking at this bitch. I'm about to be like, say, hey, yeah, bitch, come in, let me holler at you. Uh, no, nah, but anyway, no, nah, man, um, I just remember I need water for the house. Okay. And I'm about to go to my homeboy's house. And every time I go to my best friend's house, I always spend 60 fucking dollars. Knowing my, knowing my black ass is on disability, I know this has nothing to do with what y'all are talking about, but knowing my black ass is on disability, you know, God, God's been away from me, man. You know, I got, I got to, you know, I, I, my dad's a preacher, Dr. Robert L. Luzzle. I, I don't mind telling who I am. I'm Wicked Sin Zero One. My name is Rob Uzzle. Um, my dad is a, uh, preacher. He has a PhD in world religion. Oh, he has wow. a secondary master's degree in political science. Um, whoa, I was whoa, whoa, born whoa, whoa, and raised. I got to stop you. Uh, a, a PhD in world religion, and that's astounding. Uh, so that means he had to study other religions while becoming a preacher, which is beautiful. But political science as well. I'm going to be blunt about it. That's got to be a mind fuck for studying theology. Oh my god, dude! 
dude, do you understand? I remember times. I remember one time he got a he got a grant. I shouldn't probably talk about this, but well, I'm gonna just say speak on the unclassified level. Don't don't give anything you're not supposed to give out. It's not unclassified. Uh, I, got, I, got, I, got, I got an idea. Speak hypothetically, because I've learned if you speak hypothetically, uh, hypothetically uh, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, by, by, by the way, have you tried BC Power? You know, for the pain. Never heard of it. I'll look it up right now. Really? You don't heard of BC Powder? Dude, I'm sorry. I don't know everything. <laughs> what? It's this nasty-ass powder, and they come in these little strips. But that shit works like a motherfucker. It's basically aspirin. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. You said strips. What, like a, like a tape or something? Like a, like a, pa- like a patch? I, I, yeah, you'd have to look it up. It's called BC Powder. Okay, I'm looking up right now. It's an over-the-counter anal... Analgesic, analgesic pain reliever owned by Prestige Brands, manufactured in Memphis. Ooh. Well, I love Tennessee, so if they're doing something right, I guess then that's something. Millions of people rely on BC powder pain relievers for effective pain relief of headaches, arthritis, and body pains. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, I'll check it out. But anyways, you were saying, I'm sorry. Oh, uh, one second. One second, please. Well, while you take that second, uh, Sky Genie. Since you were starting to say everything, I was starting to say when it comes to all this stuff with power and everything. What's the Australian view of what I've said? Are we Yanks crazy? Because I bet you're going to say we are, and probably to a point we are. <laughs> but let's be fair. To be, to be honest, I kind of forgot most of the conversations. So Fuck, man! Uh, I need to be a wingman. <laughs> <laughs> I love you to death. But anyway. Yeah. Sorry about that, guys. I was taking uh, a minute. No, it's okay. Oh. As uh, Johnny was just talking, No, but as you were saying, Sky. I mean, anything you were saying with this whole topic. I mean, everything I've said, I've said tonight. Because we're we've been doing this now. We were a little bit live beforehand. But if anybody listened on the download, we've been doing this episode for a hun- uh, uh, an hour and thirty nine minutes. So through this entire episode, so freaking long. I know, but you know, I God, I am so drunk right now and someone's gonna say that is so unprofessional but i again i want to expose myself to the <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Who, who he's gonna say it's unprofessional after they've heard um get in the corner this is that that not well, you know what you know it's the fun thing they are mostly sober and when i say mostly sober most of the episode all they have is beer in them they're fine you know, but again, when it comes to the power, I wanted to make myself. As <laughs> you vulnerable. think it's just B? You think it's just B? Well, uh, dude, you have a call up on the air. They do video chat. All you see yuck yes. with is beer. Ooh, <laughs> well, what you see? <laughs> yeah, but he's got the camera on the whole time. What is what? The only time I see him offline is when he goes and talks to his girl. What? Like he, she's giving him a bump? Come on. <laughs> you know, but. No, but I mean, on a serious sense, you know, it's like, I mean, I wanted myself the most vulnerable for this show. Because if we're going to talk about power by speaking, I want to be vulnerable to the people. And I want to listen and I want to hear. Uh, quick thing, Rob, I'm gonna, maybe I'll try to lower the volume, but maybe if you can keep the volume down. Because of, now, the more drunk I get, the more uh, voice sense. I turned it down. No, no, I turned okay. it down. No, but like, it sounded loud, but it was okay for me. And in my current state, I know that that means it's probably really loud. Because th- that's the stupid thing about me. When I'm drunk, I'm smart. Because <laughs> I, I, I got to be in control of my mind. You know what I mean? Because I can't yeah. let my mind get the best of me. And that's why I'm still on this planet. You know? 
In the end, you got to be a, a stronger than your mind in many ways. And now, I don't want people thinking like, oh, my God, was he thinking suicide? No, I'm not trying to think that. No. But you got to be in control of your of your mind in the end. Always be in control of your own mind. Not just of what other people say to you, but what you say to yourself. And I know the, the, the more I drink, the louder you can be and the more normal it sounds. So if it sounds okay to me, that's pretty fucking loud. And I don't want people getting their ears blasted from listening to this. You mean? Yeah. Okay. Good. I'm glad to know uh, that. Shout, I'm glad to know that I'm drinking. Doug, by the way. Yeah. Shout out to Dogger Baby. I uh, love him to death. <laughs> but, love those guys. No, I just didn't want to make it. Uh, I just. I was just saying that because this just shows how much I've been drinking that I'm thinking this much. But again, I am such. A... He, 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 you know. You know. He's been drinking when he's talking about how much he's been drinking. Fair point. Um, but. I want it to be obvious. See, when it gets to the topic of yin and yang, like I've been talking about this whole night about power, I I want people to know that I'm in a vulnerable state. I want people to know I'm in an exposed state. I want people to know that they can say something to me and I'm going to be at my most honest because the filter is gone. And I want people to know that. Because if I'm going to talk well, about well, so it, last sentence, Sky, last sentence, Sky, one last sentence. I'm sorry, just one last sentence. I want to get it out there. I want people to know. I always take them to heart, but I want people to know that if I'm in a spot where I'm exposed, they can say whatever it is to me, and I want them to know that I'm going to take it to heart, and any opinion I say is as truthful as can be. You know what I mean? Now, one one last question before you take over, Sky. As things are hard for my volume, maybe my volume is getting louder. Am I getting loud to you? Am I blowing up your ear? Am I talking louder to anybody in the people in the chat room? Does it? Am you're, I? No, you're, you're good for you. You're okay. fine. Okay, you're, you're fine with me. Um, okay, I just want to make sure because anything I say to you guys about your volume is the fair on my side. I don't want to sound too loud, you know. And um, you know, Luke Birch, I will always get washed up on MMA shows. I don't have time to get wasted on TCP. That's why I don't get. The Transcontinental Project, that's what he got his show. So, I like that. He's already got an initial for his show, TCP. There you go. I am TCP number one. Shout out to, to Luke Birch. But, as you guys are saying, I'm sorry. I, I Again, I'm exposing myself, but, again, this is an episode about power. I don't want people to think that I have all the power, you know? Power to the people. Let the power. No, uh, dude, I'm I'm a big believer in that. I'm, I really am. And I don't want people, I want people to know that, you know? That's not what I was talking about, but go on. Okay, no, I'm done. I'm take off. Guy, your time to talk. Rob, your time to talk. Oh, um, well, uh, go ahead, you, you know, you, so you're talking about um, hey, you said I'm missing that ball. Um, I, I guess it's kind of bullshit, but you know, because I hear you and uh, Corvin um arguing a lot on the show. Maybe you two should just blow each other. Just kidding. Why do you think I keep hitting on him? <laughs> Serious contribution to this show. What about you, Rob? About yin yin yang? Well, this whole episode and everything. Anything you want to comment, anything you want to dispute, anything you feel different from what I've said. (laughs) Johnny, Michael Corbin is the yin and the yang to Johnny. Yeah, I know that. Okay, don't remind me. Anyways, you were saying, Rob. (laughs) Hold on, let let me get my tobacco fist going and we can talk. Alright. Now, I have a tattoo on my 
right forearm, which is like a cross. And in the center of the cross is the yin and yang sign. I know. Think about that for a second. Oh, a cool. cross with the... It's a cool symbol. You know what I'm saying? No, I, I actually, I can picture... What is it? Center? Like right there, the center of the cross? Right, right in the center. I, I'll send you a picture later, but uh, the point I'm trying to make is like... um. I called my dad before when I was at the tattoo shop, and I and I told him I asked him because my dad's old school. He don't believe in like I, I. You know what androgynous is, right? Uh, now okay, I'm uh, I'm guessing like now we know in wrestling world like Goldust and Dalton Castle guys who basically act kind of metrosexual, but they're really not. But they could be anything. You don't know. Well, I'm I, I, I'm that way. Okay. I, uh, I mean, uh, you know, but I love bitches. You know, I like pussy. That's, that's my shit, you know. Booty is more important than water, you know what I'm saying? That that type of shit. But anyway, um, I called my dad up and I said, hey, is there a, is there a uh, conflict with the yin-yang sign in Christianity? He said, nope. I said, that's all I need to know. I got the phone. The, the tattoo artist, he uh, drew it out. Laid it on me. Took took a couple hours to get it done. I actually want to get it redone, but the only problem is I they fucked up the first time, and they had to go back and redo it again. And now I have scar tissue as a result. And like every tattoo artist that I've ever talked to, they told me not to like fuck with it anymore because I was gonna have like. Uh, like, drippings of blood, I guess, kind of represent the blood of Jesus. Yeah. But, and, and add some color to it. But if, if they're telling me not to fuck with it, you know, that, that that's just, you know, one quick, uh, bad needle job. You know, I could be in the ER and they'd be trying to chop off my arm and shit. So I may just leave it like, like, like it is. But uh, as far as yin yang, yeah, you know, good versus evil. And uh, as far as what you're saying, I, I definitely agree with you, uh, especially on the concept of greed. You know, you, you, I, there's one thing I will, I will dispute you on. You got to be greedy sometimes. Like my, my, like for instance, I'm going over to my best friend's house. His best man at my wedding. And, and I'm divorced, but that's not the point. <laughs> um, he believes in acting broke. Wait, wait, uh, what, what does he believe in? Acting broke. Like, whenever, even even I, I've known him for 18 and a half years, almost 20 years. If I if I might short a couple of dollars and I say, hey, man, let me hold $10, or as we say here in the South, because I'm in Dallas, Texas. Okay, if I say, uh, if I go to you and say, Johnny, let me hold a 20 spot, that means $20. Yeah. And then you'll say, no, nah, man, I ain't got it. Or it's like the motherfucker got the money, but he don't want you to know that. Yeah. He wants you to always think he's broke. Right. And and I feel that's a form of greed. Oh, it definitely so, is. If he's not going to pay it back, I mean, that's greed. Now, maybe he's actually broke, but I mean, if he doesn't, if he has the money but doesn't want to pay it back, that's greed. Yeah, and the thing that pisses me off about this, and I love Frisco to death, 
I love them to death. And like I said, 18 and a half, almost 19 years deep, best friend, you know, my best friend. You know, he always uses his fucking daughter as an excuse. And I can't stand when people use their children as a scapegoat. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yep. Like, 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 for instance, hey, man, let's go out to a club or let's, you know, like when, when he was big balling, because he used to be one of Dallas's, uh, I wouldn't say a drug lord, but, when, when you know, he used to sell weed and shit. So like he was a drunk popper, a drug popper. Yeah, yeah, he would sell weed. And I remember, we can be politically incorrect on this show, bro. Right? Yep. I, I did. Yeah, I don't see a reason for uh, against it. If I'm gonna tell on himself, here, let me tell the bottom just a little bit. Hold on. Here's the thing: if you never tell real name, we don't know in the end. You, you're not really doing. No, that, 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 that's his real literal name, Frisco. That's his legal fuck. name. That's his legal name, Frisco. Dude, a quick side note: that 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 guy's lucky. That's a cool name. I just got a. I got the most common name in the planet is John. It's uh, Johnny Florida. It's like, why can't I have a cool name like that? Like Frisco's uh, a. You know what? The, Frisco's a nickname for San Francisco, the gateway to the west of the United States. Now, many people see that as St. Louis, but for the outside planet, actually, it's a good name. Actually, I wish that was my actually, name. Actually, there's a suburb here in Dallas, which is a little north of me. I live in what's called Far North Dallas. Okay. All right, and. The, the prices are higher up here. Yeah. Like, for instance, my, my rent, for instance, is $750. Now, you think you're probably Rob, you're, just, you're, you're on disability. You Medicare. Well, man, do you understand even going through housing is a pain in the ass? These motherfuckers want six months of so, uh, the financial statements. They want this, that. Then there's only a certain place where you can move to. And it's like these up, uh, what are those apartments called? High rises? High rises, condos. Yeah. yeah, high rises. I'd be okay high rise, but it's, it's in a part of town that's, that's known for high crime rate. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Quick side note, I mean, just cause you said that. You can Wikipedia far north Dallas. It's a section of city of Dallas which extends north of the LBJ freeway. And it's yeah. et cetera. So yeah, you're inside the city limits, which that right alone. I mean, you guys are exposed to non-city of Dallas. So like, if you were just outside of far northwest, north or east, you wouldn't be dealing with city rates because city has their own taxes and rates and shit like that. Oh my god, dude! And, and uh, like, I just like I'm getting ready to move next Saturday. Ahead and knowing me, I always wait to the last minute. Um, <laughs> we all do. I. I, I, I ain't even started packing yet, man. And, uh, Monday I'm supposed to go check out the self storage because I'm in college. I'm moving in, uh, into the actual, uh, it's, it's a front apartment, basically, in a high rise, but man, the shit is so expensive. Yeah. Johnny, like, for a four or five month semester, we, we're talking damn near $4,000 for rent. Oh yeah, because they know you're not. <clears throat> excuse me. They know you're not going to be able to do a uh, maybe a full year or not. You're going to do just a semester, or or maybe you'll do a full year. But because of that, they know they can charge the higher rates because you feel compelled. Well, I mean, loans going to take care of that, and yeah. and uh, worst worst case scenario, I'll, I'll just stack my bread up. You know, my my 
you know, some people have different. I know we're all over the place. And um, I took my Adderall. Let, let, let's get back to the subject at hand. Yeah. Uh, what, what were we talking about? Power read and at the oh yeah 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 because I go on and on about and I even took my damn Adderall I have ADHD like real bad okay you know we all have something um, and, and, and speaking of L, LBJ freeway that's one of the worst freeways freeways in Dallas and I'm jumping on it right now as we speak yeah oh hey we, so, good to know we're getting you on the drive then it shows uh. If we can help you keep calm while you're driving, then that's a good thing, especially with Dallas. Yeah. You know, you got to act broke, like I was saying before. Because, like, if you go after front, like, like my boy Frisco, I, 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 I don't care where we're going with this. this. And I'm good with dates, by the way. This was January 2006. I ain't seen this motherfucker in years. Called him up one night. Hey, what's up, dog? What are you doing? Nothing. I said, you want to go to the bathhouse? He said, shit, come on. And I had a 1989 Buick Riviera. You can look this up. 1989 Buick Riviera. It's almost like a Cadillac. Maroon color. That Nin- motherfucker. 1989 Buick Riviera. Uh, there we go. And... What'd you say, maroon? Yeah, it was a maroon color. So, got it. At, <laughs> got a lot of I was living in what was the Soto, Texas, which is in Southwest Dallas. I live all over the place. Anyway, so I drive twenty five miles to his house, even though this motherfucker got a brand Cadillac and could have met me at the spot. Mm-hmm. Picked him up. And he got he got bling on and all this shit. What I didn't know at the time, he, because I knew he sold weed. Now, and this is going to allude to my next story. I knew he sold weed, but I didn't know he was like grown and he was like real heavy hardcore into the shit. But anyway, we went to the bathhouse, and, and before you say anything, let me tell you what a bathhouse is. Yeah, a bath I, I'm house, guessing it's not yeah, one of those know. Russian ones. Well, well, this is all like Asian and shit. Okay. Where you go in there, and you, basically this is how it goes down. And, and they 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 been shutting them down and opening them up again. Dallas is real bad about that. You know, we're we're a very conservative state. But yeah. anyway, so you go to the door, ring the doorbell. And it may be a, it depends on who who answers the door. Let the lady be like, "Hi, you been here for?" Uh, and I'll say no. You get into the room, she'll, she'll say, how long do you want to stay? And, I, and then I, I'll play dumb like I don't know what the rates are. I'll say, uh, how, how much is it? 45 for a half hour, 65 per hour. I'll say, I'll take the half hour. <laughs> so you get butt-ass so butt naked. They'll take you to another room, which is basically a shower because they want to, like, wash you and clean you and shit. The shit that... The shit is soothing. And then when you get back into the room, that's when the act happens. Then she'll be like, uh, do you want, we have more time. Do you want anything else? I said, uh, I want, I want my 140 special. Or you hold up the number one, the number one in, on your, with your finger. That means pay extra hundred dollars. You, been, 
Okay, you realize that whatever you're starting to say at this point may be recorded, and when I say maybe, I mean, actually is being recorded. <laughs> I don't give a fuck, man. Fuck it. I'm just saying, so, we're responsible for anything that happens at this point. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, so, so th- this goes into power how, because I got a feeling that I know where this is going. Okay, so basically, my boy fucking the bitch, I'm fucking another bitch, we leave. The power thing is, he acted, he acted broke like he didn't have any money. And that's something I kind of learned from him, is because if you act broke, when you really do have money, the motherfuckers won't, won't be bothering you all the time asking for money. So, in a way, like, I, I, I kind of have to disagree with you on the whole greed thing. I mean, gr- being greedy is bad, like you were saying, but being greedy is also a good thing. Well, I, I, I spent a session on that, talking about how sometimes greedy is a good thing, but here's the question. Is it good for the personal sense? Like I mentioned, like the idea that maybe you have a family member that's dealing with drugs, alcohol, and you're trying to help them out and help and you help and you help. And they they just won't get better. And it's like, you know what, at some point, you know, and it's a family member, it could be someone you're dating. And it's like, you know what, I can't let you drag me down with you. And you get out of there. And that's a yang. But in many ways, it's a good thing. It's like they're going down the black hole at that point. You are trying to prevent yourself from going into the black hole. And that in it's a yang because it's selfish, but it's a yen and that it's a greater good. You're only letting one guy go or girl go down the black hole because they plan down the black hole. They may not say it, but they realize they're going through it and they're not going to stop themselves. You tried to help them out and you didn't. Now, so I said that, but here's the other thing is – uh, this is a pure selfish moment. You go into the idea of a bathhouse or something, whatever it is that you're claiming, that you claim, whether it's right. whether it's true or not, whether it's legal or not, or whatever. And that's a disclaimer for my <laughs> for us. But, right, 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 right. But that's but at the same time, it's fair. But anyway, let's say all this stuff is true and fair. That is a selfish moment and not pain. Because it's like, well, I mean, you know, I got to use the money for my family and for my kids and whatever. And now they're using a selfless, but for selfish reasons. Did a selfish moment for selfless. Re- they, they claim selfless, selfless reasons for a selfish moment, you know. And at that point, it's still okay. We all learned math in high school. If you do it positive times a negative, it leads to a negative. The positive, the claim is, well, it's good for the kids. But the negative is, well, I'm not paying. You need to pay because of my self selfish moment for to save money for that selfless moment. The fact is they still get a selfish moment and want you to pay so they have the money for that selfless moment. That's still in positive times a negative equals a negative. It's like it's like 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 we were just talking about a second ago about me with school. Them motherfuckers charge like the tuition. Uh, if you compare it to other schools, I won't say that the school that I go to, I won't name it, but I won't say that it's the highest charging school. But I won't say it's the lowest. It's kind of in the middle. Them, but when it comes to housing or anything else, them motherfuckers charge. Uh, 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 ass low, man. Just and you're forever paying it off. <laughs> and then you gotta, and then uh, for parking, motherfuckers charge one hundred seventy-five dollars. 
just for the for, just for the two semesters. So this sticker that I got, the handicap sticker, like they have different uh Johnny when we get offline I can like send you where, where I go to school, you'd be like, Oh shit, okay. Um they have like color parking, like orange and golden green yeah. and purple. Yeah, my school had that too. It's like cause it had to do with who lived where and what building, so they had preference. So yeah. If, if you have if you have disability, you can park wherever you want, as long as you got that sticker on you. But the point I'm trying to make is, it's like, these motherfuckers charge everything, everything, man. But, but it's kind of like you were just saying, you know, uh, it's a positive or negative. It's a catch-22, you know. Uh, damn, so, uh, here's the thing, here's the thing. I, I, no, I'm sorry for interrupting you, but no, go ahead, it's, go ahead. Ca- it's kind of funny that I'm able to interrupt and have that power in this current state that I'm in because everything feels so fuzzy. <laughs> <laughs> and and anybody listening on and, and everybody listening on the air, it's funny that I'm exposing that, but again, I, I feel it's only fair. But in any case, here's the thing. There's a difference between doing a yang because it betters the yin. You know, okay, let's say you deal with an let's say the president of the United States is dealing with an outbreak. You know, they gotta do this and that. In order to take, they know it's going to damage the 40,000 people affected, but it's going to save the millions upon. You know, what's the saying from Star Trek? The needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. That's committing a yang, which is doing a disbenefit to those infected by whatever it is I'm talking about in this example. For the benefit of everybody else, you're committing a yin, a yang, for the benefit of the yin. That's one thing. But to commit a personal act for a personal benefit, for a personal pleasure, and not have to pay, and the claim is, well, if you pay for this now, my personal pleasure, I will have money to use for the preference for others that I take care of, my wife, my husband, my significant other, etc., and my kids. That's not really a yang for a yin. That's me claiming a yang for my yin. That is why, because you don't have to, okay, we need food and nutrition to survive. We need nutrition to survive, so you can actually use something other than food. You know, different products, but to, to try, right, but right. anything else, it's a personal pleasure. We need nutrition to live. That's one thing, but we don't need nutrition for now. Now, me, I'm a bigger person. You mentioned you're a bigger person. We enjoy food as a pleasure, but there is also the nutrition that encompasses. It could be anywhere from five to ten to twenty to thirty percent of our need, but then we overexceed it. There's a difference between a personal need and a personal pleasure. This guy, right. in this situation you're talking about, utilized a pure personal pleasure and is wanting you to pay under the auspices, I will have more money to use for my kids, which is not personal. I mean, it's kind of personal because it's his kids, but it's not a pleasure. It's a selflessness that doesn't really negate. That is not a positive and a negative. That is using the claim of a positive to justify the negative, which truth be told, and the fact that I am drunk and I can say this is amazing, that is a bullshit claim. And now, you and I have been talking back and forth. I want Skyjin to give an input with what I just said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Is Sky even on the call anymore? Sky, Okay, everything that what I said and what he said... What do you feel? Give the international perspective of what the people of Australia feel. And again, I know you don't speak for the people of Australia. Technically, oh, I'm oh, the oh, closest person to do by, that. By, by the way, by the way, uh, Sky Jenny and Johnny, I'm sorry to cut you off. Sky Jenny, my favorite band of all time is from your homeland. And I miss him. 
Please tell me it's the didgeridoo. Silver chair. Uh, yes. Silver chair? Yes. What, what song? Daniel Johns is a god. I have a silver chair tattoo. Like, if you look at the album, their first album, Frog Song, and you look at the lettering, um, the way that the, the lettering is on, on Frog Stomp, I had that exact same lettering on my left arm. So That's how much I love Silverchair. So but anyway, go ahead. Anyway, before he just says that, um, I'm going to pick it. I'm going to pull up right now while I listen to Silverchair songs. I've heard of them. So give me a recommendation for uh, well, don't, uh, do slave. Pick, pick a song you to you. Slave. Slave. Uh, like, like you're a slave. Oh. Okay. I could just, wait, as you were about to say, dude. Uh, well, if you want a good, uh, there's a heaps of a chat. Um, Anthony the Year 2000, Freak, uh, Pure Massacre is actually a good one. Um, excuse a, me. Okay. Come on, abuse me where I like it. I'm a person of vocalist myself. Okay. I know hey, all, I don't all those songs. Hey, 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 hey. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. No, that's, I, that's okay, we're all guilty of it. You got us talking silver chair, um, Johnny, so. It, well, you, that's you okay, just, that's okay. Okay, he said Pure Massacre, is that the okay? The power of okay? silver chair. Okay, the massacre Okay, anyway, back on topic. Okay, I heard slave. I heard pure massacre. Massacre. I heard what is it? The pure power. That that actually. Uh, freak. Freak. Oh, freak's good song. This episode is on power. Give me a song that makes fucking sense with this. Freak. Slave. Slave. Do you agree, Sky Genie? Uh, yeah. But I'll say that in freak. Freaks. Um. Do you agree with freaks, Rob? Yeah. Well, Frick is talking about, well, no more maybe. I am not, I'm, Rob, I am not in the state of mind to debate at this current moment. Okay, okay, we can debate Silverchair all night. Okay, no, no, I know, I know, I know, let's stop on that. Okay, you said Slave, you said Freak, who says yes to both? Freak, fuck it, Freak. Thank you. Anyway, Sky Genius, you were about to fucking say, God damn it. Okay. Um, I've forgotten what I was going to say, so... Yeah. No Silverchair came up, and that's the topic that came anyway, in. Back, but back on main topic. Uh, point, point of hand, <laughs> gee. Well, it goes back with what he was saying, so I'm going to mute myself to out of this, but let's get back on the topic. Because we've only got so much time. I, 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 think, a, I think a lot of um, things is more abusive power than I do... Um, well, anything, do you think that's purely with greed, like I was saying, or do you think elsewhere? I, I think other religions um, have an abuse of power. Like now, let's all, be, of, let's be all a little of, bit careful on that because we know how religion gets. But I mean, I, I bet you could say a fair point. But let's go. With, it, let's uh, go, go with with, uh, with what Rob well, was saying. I'll, I'll, I'll say this: there are there are churches out there within in religions that are actually that actually do good. Like, yeah. you, you think of the Salvation Army, you think of uh, Uniting Churches, you think of uh, St. Vincent de Paul's. Um, the, the, those churches, are, they're not the ones I'm going to talk about. wait a minute. Is... Are you telling me, dude, we got Vincent, uh, St. Vincent, wow, I fucked that up. St. Vincent de Paul. We got that over here. You got that over there? They're everywhere. They're dude, everywhere. I didn't realize you went international. That's awesome. Anyway, <laughs> anyway to the point, a lot of religions, um, I feel, um, they push a lot of narrative and bully. Like if you, you imagine for years, uh, we weren't for decades even. We weren't even allowed to have gay marriage in, in like uh, Australia, America, anywhere. Um, also, use um, and, and people say of marijuana. Um, I feel I feel that because 
Everyone will say a Bible. A Bible is um, what you live by, is what you um, strive to be. And um, in my opinion, the Bible is a creation of man, and therefore man's opinion. Yeah. Um, now, here's the question. There's stories in, the... in there. There's stories in there that um, reflect, it, it, do their job. They have a meaning and purpose. But I don't believe that's the, the right thing to do. Like, you know, you know what you're doing, um, stupid. Like, if you, um, when you're uh, smoking too much, drinking too much, eating too much, uh, doing no, too much drugs, you, you know what play. you're doing. I, I think a sin is something that you should be regretting. Not so much something because of what a Bible says. Now, here's a question for you, just because you said that. Now, um, and I mentioned Buddhism quickly while you were talking. I'm sorry. Uh, and that's funny about that because I studied Buddhism, and Buddhism says that you enjoy the vices but in moderation. The truth is you can't avoid them if you really like them, but be moderation. And I like that prospect. But now here's a question. We in the United States live by, in many facets, many people when it comes to politics and society, whatever. We talk about the U.S. Constitution. What about? Do you guys talk about it the same way? Because you guys have an, a Constitution of Australia, which is the "quote unquote" supreme law under the government of the Commonwealth of Australia operates, including to the relation in its relationship to the state Australia. Do you guys, when you hear about us, because like I, you guys got better lives than us, but truth be told, I bet you guys talk about us as well, which is annoying. And I say that because Ken talks about us. You guys have a better life than us. You guys have a promised land of a beautiful land and beautiful countryside, but you still follow you. You know what I'll put it down to, and I'll put I'll put it down to this. Um, it depends. Like, I think every every country, it, obviously every country is re- religion based. Everything is by religion based. So it's really so every constitution, every law, everything made is because of um, of the, those countries' beliefs, whether it be uh, Christian, Catholic, Muslim. Um, well, true, but I mean, at least the, at least the Constitution of Australia is Australian based. I mean, the Bible was originally created ninety years after the death of Jesus Christ but and made could by you, people could in you, Could you imagine how much that would be different if it was done by? Atheist views. Well, not, not, to say, right. not to say. I'm not saying I'm atheist. I, I don't classify myself as a as a as a religious religious anything. Like, um, because like I'll well, let's call it a religious religion, perspective. But I've you you take it. a religious perspective on everything. To yeah. review. it's um, like I think. Could you imagine it? Like how much difference the uh, American for you the American Bill of Rights, what you know of the Bill of Rights, or um, all your laws and that. Could you right. imagine how much difference that would be if it was not religious? Well, there wasn't religious I, I, backing you know, on that. I'll be honest. I do. I will now. This is personally honest, and I'm taking a complete unbiased stance on it. Well, biased personally, but not religiously. Um, I don't think it's too much different. And the and his reason why I say that because we have a constitutional amendment that gives the freedom to religion. But everything else is non-religious based. I mean, we've had founding fathers, prince, vice presidents, founding fathers. Everybody has said that this country was not based on religion. Now, we did have Puritans. We had Catholics. We had some Lutherans. We had a couple of religions, maybe three or four different religions in this country, Quakers and etc. But for the most so because, but it's not like today. Like today, in the United States is like 100 religions. And that's okay. That's a good thing. Um so I don't want that sounding negative, but it's changed like that. But they still have the perspective of mind to say we are not religious based. Because I have this argument now. 
I'm not going to get into too po- too political, everybody. But I mean, now I am a Republican, but I have brought up examples when fighting people when it came to religious bases that said this. I showed quotes from founding fathers, from vice presidents, presidents, founding fathers, con- Congress, etc., that said we were not a nation based on religion. The only basis was the freedom of religion, so that there could not be religious persecution. So I will personally say. In terms of the founding of Constitution Sky, and maybe things are different in Australia, maybe there's a different interpretation, that's okay, because we all have the view of interpretation and review, and that's the best thing about society. But outside of the freedom of religion, I don't think things would be too much different in our Constitution. Now, again, you're oh, an Australian. Uh, now, quick thing, you're an Australian. Given the review of our constitution, and I want to hear that. I'm not, I'm not saying just. I was just saying that more because you, obviously you would know. Um, well, I didn't. I didn't mean that in a negative. I didn't mean that in a negative. I didn't. But I said that. Well, no, I don't want that. Matter. I don't want. It could that. be mine or anybody's. Like, no, it doesn't well, matter. Like, but I don't. It, I said that because I don't want that sounding negative. I apologize. I don't want that sounding negative in any fashion. I was saying that. Because I want to know how other people review. Because I have studied, for example, quick example, the Declaration of the Rights of Man, which is the French Constitution. It was a thing made after in the 1700s during the end of, the end of the 1700s during the French Revolution that limited the powers of the French monarchy and created more about the French Republic. And eventually, led to Napoleon Bonaparte later years. But the Declaration of the Rights of Man was made for that FASA as well. So I've studied other countries. I want to know what the review is of our country's constitution is from other people and from you having your own personal views, but also meaning a wide open religious perspective, what you're thinking. So I want to hear that. A uh, quick thing. We've only got 28 minutes left on the rev- on the live chat for everybody. So I apologize for that. I'm glad we've gone this long. But anybody that's only listening, 28? Only 28. That's a lot of time, but I'm just giving the, the time just because I'm looking at it. We're two hours and 14 minutes into the show, two hours and 15 almost. And I love this. So I want, so yeah, give your review and your perspective, but I'm just letting everybody know in 27, 28 minutes. Uh, I, I, I didn't have a friend there, did I? No, 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 no. What, 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 Rob? Hey, he just caught, he went off the call. <laughs> you you oh, my, my questioning of that um, comes with a little bit of controversy. No, it's well, not that I'll, I want I'll, to be, I'll message him and see it. if he's okay, but it probably <laughs> could just be because he's driving. You know, I mean, I was just True. driving. I had a couple of phone calls yesterday while I was driving, and the rain was so bad I could talk and drive. <laughs> it could just be that. I'll message him. But anyway, as you were saying, yeah. But then you're also talking about you don't want to get political. Keep on saying you don't want to get political with this stuff. But then how do you not get with this stuff when you're talking about power? Well, <laughs> fair point. And here's the thing. That's the same thing as every other argument. I have, I said, what did I open this? What did I open this show up to? I said in in quote because I wrote it down: po- power, economic power, judicial power, political power, personal power, physical power, emotional power, spiritual power, sexual power, power. Truth is, every single one of those. When you talk power, like you just said, how can you talk about? How could you not talk about politics when it comes to power? How can I not talk about power when it comes to religion? How can I not talk about power when it comes to personal beliefs or personal action? How can I not talk about power when it comes to judicial, economic, and etc.? So you are exactly right, but it's about all of those. You can't talk about power without mentioning the other stuff because they are part of the main umbrella. Think of an umbrella. It's, It's an individual point. I can't believe I'm getting this philosophical when I've drank this much. This much, <laughs> but an umbrella. Well, it's, it, it's it's working. You know, I, I, I love this. I love the fact that I can drink this much and be this solid. 
when you have you have a single three, three three years later, um, Johnny Foyle will be hanging out of a um a, um rehab center uh, from from drunkenness and having a liver transplant. You know what's I'm funny? You know what's funny? You stumbled on that more than what I'm saying, and I'm the one who's drunk. <laughs> I love you to death, but um, no. Think about it. an umbrella is a rod. You hold a rod, which opens up and it creates a sheet, and this sheet covers you from exposure from another item. And that item is rain or snow or sleet or hail, whatever it may be. Usually rain, but it could be everything else. The, but the umbrella is a is is a web, a single rod, a single point that points out to everything else. But everything points back to that. So, like you said, you can't talk about power without mentioning political power. You can't talk about power without mentioning emotional power or sexual power or or philosophical or. Uh, spiritual or press and etc. So you are right, not on well, the greatest scheme of you, things. You can't exactly talk right. about it when they have the power. Yes, That's the thing. That, that, yes, yes, and expand on that. Well, um, who, what? Who runs the country? It's not us. Well, the, the police, who, who, over here in the United States, we vote for our Congress, and uh, our our Speaker of the House is like your. Um, your prime minister in that we elect our body of government, Republican or Democrat, just as you guys do the liberal, the national party or the, the greens or the other parties. And whichever party gets the most votes, whoever's the leader of that party becomes the prime minister. Now you guys also have a Senate. You guys, the Senate, I'm trying to think cause it's been a minister that I studied. The Australian Senate is a more like the house of Lords, right? They're not elected. Are they? What? The Australian Senate. Yeah, they're all elected. Okay, they are elected. Okay, okay, good. Yes. So they're elected. They act like the House of Lords in the UK, but they're elected, yeah. unlike the Lords. Like, all, everything um, has, all has rep, House of Representatives are elected. They're in their um, with each seat. What, with the elections, that's how you, they determine the Prime Minister is how many right. authorities uh, get in it. So, well, right, right, but, but the head of the Australian Senate, I mean, now I'm looking up right now, Scott Ryan, president of the Senate, he's part of the Liberal Party, but I mean, uh, now, but he's the president of the Senate, but he's not seen as the most powerful, whereas the Prime Minister, no. who is also see, the head will, see, of the House of Commons. Um, see, what you'll have is, uh, obviously, you have uh, Liberal Labor, that's that's the two parties. Um, so you, you vote for uh, Liberal, uh, vote to Liberal, it's a vote to whoever's... Um, Going for prime ministership on liberal, but for right. labor, you, you vote for labor. Now, in the middle of that comes the independents, well, yeah. and they will give that. They will give if it comes to a point where um, there's not enough, um, not enough uh, seats to form a majority government. They'll have to form a minority government with right. Right. Um, right. the right. independents giving their preferences to whichever party. Right, but you guys have, you know, I'm looking at Scott Morrison, he's the Prime Minister, but he's a member of the House of Representatives or the Australian Parliament. Um, then you have the Australian Senate, which Scott Ryan is the President of the Senate. In our country, we have both of those, but then we have a preceding president above, above this, preceding, succeeding president above them. You guys don't have that. The Prime Minister is the head of government from the House of Representatives, and then you have the President of the Senate. So, sadly, in this lifetime, we won't have a sex party um, prime minister. 
You you guys have a Xenophon party. I mean, that's as close as you're going to get. We have a sex party. We have a cat and dog party. Well, let's Um, look at this quickly. I mean, mean, it's a side note, but we'll get back on the topic. I mean, I'm looking at right now. The ruling government of the Australian Senate is the Nat... Wow. Wow. Oh, yeah, that's the national... The Nats are smaller. It's not like over in New Zealand. But you have the Liberal Party and the National Party as the coalition. The Labour Party is the opposition. And then the cross branch... Branch. Fuck me. The cross bench is the center alliance of one nation, hinges justice, liberal Democrats, the conservatives, the United Australia and the independent, which is funny because in Australia, in the UK, the Labour Party and the conservatives are the two big parties. But you guys are not having anything of that, which which shows the beauty of that. You guys are different on that. Whereas in Australian Parliament, the House of Representatives, um, it's the liberals the what's that the nationals and the lmp the liberal national party which is halfway in those two they're the uh government in charge the opposition is the labor party the cross bench is the center alliance the independence Cadiz australian party that's another one i mentioned I, I should have mentioned the greens and the nationals you know you guys have this whole difference going on compared to us like that you know we are just two parties republican independent right now we have two independents in the senate uh, Bernie Sanders from Vermont and Angus King from Maine. Uh, Angus being former governor um, <clears throat> of Maine. But, you know, we don't have multiple parties like that. But the fact is, you guys have a Xenophon party and Cadiz Australian party. So you're going to get as close as you're going to get to that idea of the sex parties you mentioned. Well, um, um, with um, Donald Trump getting as president, we you could have a goat as a president at some point. What, greatest of all time? <laughs> no, just a, No, just a goat. He doesn't have a beard. Billy goats have beards, dude. He won't grow a beard. So? I I miss having presidents that have beards. We had so many presidents that had beards. You know, Ulysses S. Yeah. Grant had the best beard of them all. Yeah. Anyway, well, let's get back on power. Can you imagine what, having what, a goat as a as a president? What do you think, president? <laughs> I don't know. Did you have? A, did, we never had a president named William. Did you have a president named Billy uh, William that you can call Billy, as in Billy the? Uh, I think yes. Uh, Why don't I say president? You guys have a prime minister. We have minister, I'm sorry. We've had a William, William McMahon. But. Oh, oh my God! I forgot about him. I studied him in a long time past. Wow, it's been a minute. Anyway, back on power, and people are thinking, dude, you guys are strained off course. This kind of goes into it. You know what? We're going to use this. As We're a Australian, conclusion. off course. What? Well, off course, Australian Aussie, off course. We went down under. There you go. Um, we've only got 19 minutes left on the air, so everybody's going to hear that. But we'll use this as a as a bit of a conclusion. Oh my God, Bill Clinton! How did I forget? <laughs> How did I take an Australian like conduct bill to remind me of William? I forgot so much. It's you know what it is. You know what it is. I thought so much past. I forgot because think about it. We've had presidents that will never, ever happen again. In the United States, we had in the United States we've had a president named uh, Millard. We had Millard. We had Ulysses as Ulysses S. Grant. We had a president named Martin Van Buren. Now maybe Martin will happen again, but probably not. But it's like we've had Johns, we've had Georges. Those are the two main popular names. Um, but we never. We've had Richard. We've had Gerald. We're never going to see a Martin again, most likely. We're never going to see a Millard or a Ulysses or any of those. We may see a James well, again. We, we we could get Klondike Bill. We just haven't um, have uh, voted in 
invited in. We just say he's part of the um, Dirty Penny Party. And boom, he's in. Who's that? Klondike Bill. Oh, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll go for that. There'll, we'll... there'll be no PC ever if he's, he's um, in charge of anything. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, you know what? We've gotten so crazy off course. We're kind of on course. People are listening in right now. Well, going, we're, yeah, we're talking about politics and making but, fun but of you know what? Power. But it still goes to the main concept of power. People are going, this is confusing or this is stupid. I bet you guys that are listening are thinking that. But you know what? It's true. And the fashion is, and the, the fact in fashion as well. But the fact is, this is how crazy power can get sometimes. It's confusing and it's problematic and it's a process. You know, because I've been watching, like I said, I've been watching House of Cards and what gave me the idea of this topic. And, and I know politics. I understand when people have to work politics to get something. I want to get something that I want. You want to get something that you want. But. And we knows. Yeah. I'm, a quick thing, I'm having a glitch on the recording right now. So, um, we had a, st- anybody listen on the recording, we had a hard stop. I apologize, there was a problem. So, if you Glad didn't you. miss, I hope you didn't miss anything, but yeah. What size bottle, uh, Dave asked, um, uh, 750 milliliters. It's a pinnacle bottle. So, normal size, regular big bottle. But, anyway. Now, we've been talking so much on politics, Sky, and I apologize. Um, oh, quick side note. Uh, Rob messaged back. He said, you know, he's sorry he dropped off the call. He He's at a buddy's location now, so he wanted to get off. Uh, I'm, he, could, he could have said that on the air. It wouldn't have been offensive. So, but, <laughs> no, I was wondering yeah. where I got into that uh, stuff. I kind of... Uh, I'm back, bitches. Hey! Wow, what timing that I just said that and you come back on the call. But we've got a short time left on the call and the show and everything. We've gotten well over two hours. Um, I, 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 just told, I just told Frisco about the story. He's kind of like, fuck it, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> there we go. But in any case, you you were starting to say Sky because you were starting to get on a stride. I don't want to mess that up. I don't know. I kind of forgot. Well, we were talking about power. Again, oh. okay, let's let's do this. Let's, conclu- let's conclude the show. Let's conclude the show. With everything we've talked about, power, greed, personal benefit, uh, benefit for the people of society and other people, you know, everything that I said, what your reviews are, what your dissents are, what your retorts are, everything. Sky Gene, why don't you go first? Um, yeah, I kind of said all my stuff about the religion stuff, so that's kind of all I really had on the power stuff. Oh come on, dude! I mean, I know Australians are pretty calm, but come on, give more, give more comment. Uh, well, I customize everything. Fuck politics. Well, not just in politics and everything else. Okay, fuck all, everything with power. Okay. What about what about uh, what about you, dude, Rob? Yo. About this whole episode, what's your final? Conclusions and everything with the show tonight. I'm going to make a quote, and I think it'll symbolize what the show should, is all about. Frisco, Frisco says R. Kelly is guilty, but never mind. Never mind. <laughs> That's a quote. Yeah. Um, yin and Yang go hand in hand. Good, good versus evil. Evil versus good. Black and white. 
you know, um, I can't really, you know, say anything more than what hasn't already been said on here. Johnny, you are by far one of the most intelligent, and I'm not just saying this kiss your ass, but I'm saying this, be honest, one of the most intelligent and one of the most informative bastards that I've ever met in my life. And I mean that with all due respect. Well, I appreciate that. Even when you're drunk, it seems like, because I've heard you when you're not drunk, it seems <laughs> like when you get that, like like we like to call it liquid courage in you, and you get that, that liquid courage and you're going, it's kind of like when women want, when a woman really wants to have sex with you. Okay. She, she okay. She, she wants to fuck, right? But she needs a reason to say that, oh, it was, uh, it was a mistake or I, I, I didn't mean to do it. Well, yeah, it you did. Yeah, that too. On both sides. <laughs> yeah, you did. Well, I think I, I think liquid courage comes out and makes people tell the truth. And so. you know what? I think that's what I kind of did with this episode was that you know I wanted to make my the liquid courage drinking and everything. I wanted to make myself vulnerable and exposed for comments in the chat room that I'm looking at. And I mean things are a little blurry, but I can read everything that's going on in the chat room, whether it's from Papa Dave or Scott Greer or Vic. Etc. And I, uh, the thing is, I I make myself exposed to the people every episode, whether it's reality check, whether it's breaking news, whether it's a super party, and etc. Or if I go on another show, but I felt that by drinking, on talking about the episode, um, talking about power, I wanted people to know that I was exposed. I tell people that I'm exposed, but by drinking and doing all this, people could know that. So I hope I hope that I did that. I appreciate you everything that you said to me, Rob. Um, no problem, no problem. Yeah, you know, just, uh, just I'm a, I'm a, I'm a personal, um, you know, God willing, that I'm still alive today. Um, I'm gonna have uh, secondary re- revisional gastric bypass surgery, Jeez. probably in May. And secondly, I'm a former alcoholic, and Frisco will tell you straight up. How I was when I used to be a, a drunk alcoholic. Yeah, I would try to pick fights with people. I tried to fight with us, but oh man, me and this baby mama, we we had it out. Wow. And I remember, I remember it got so bad one night. I was like, "Fuck you, bitch, bitch, this, bitch." That. They went out to some club or something. He came back, and after I calmed down, he's like, "Hey, dude, listen, I know you're just living here, but you don't pay the you know rent here." You know, this this is my house, and you can't be disrespecting my girl. And, yeah. and after after that, I went to I went to my doctor. I was drinking a fifth of vodka a day. Jesus, it got that bad. Well, you know uh, what? Quick thing that shows right there. Your buddy that, not, that mentioned to you what you were saying to to his girl, he took the power in his hands. To say that, and you took the power to go to the doctor, and I'm betting everything else you're about to say, you took the power. So again, that goes back to the yin section, a section of the yin yang on power. Right. You, he took the power, and then you took the power to get better than the vodka. Yeah, I've been sober for six and a half years. Well, I'd like to say cheers to you because I was about to have another shot to finish up the show. But congratulations. Hey, 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 the, the, hey the, you know, I'm pretty straight as myself. 
Okay. Unless you count Adderall, hydrocodone, Xanax for hey. legitimate medical reasons. Well, here's the thing. You need those that you feel to get better and everything, and you acquiesce to the power of those because you want to get power cause, uh, better because you're saying to yourself, I might not be able to get better without these. I'm going to use them as an assistant. So you're getting power back while acquiescing some power to these things that benefit you. It's not alcohol where you're purely giving the power to the bottle. This is a medication that's supposed to help you. So you're saying, I need help to get better. I need to get better by using this to get better. It, you are acquiescing some power so you can get better. So you can get power back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if, if, if you need the med- medication, you don't want to be like my friend Rena, who's like uphill popping drug addict. I mean, this bitch takes oxycotton twenty milligrams, and uh, that's way stronger than my hydrocodone ten three twenty five. Yeah, I only get sixty a month, which is equivalent to two two a day. So basically one in the morning and one in the evening. Yeah. And I could take it like candy. I don't, cause I've been taking it for like, oh, well, it's now five years, but I have a legitimate chronic lower back pain issue and that's why I take it for. Right. Well, I don't take, I don't take my medicine to get fucked up. No, you that, use it to get better so you can function better. And that right there, you are acquiescing some power so you can get power back. And sometimes that's the big thing. Sometimes we need to use power. We need to give power to get power. What's the saying? Sometimes you got to – what's the joke from South Park that they use with uh, Matthew McConaughey? Sometimes you got to go backwards in order to go forwards. And that's the truth. That is actually – it's a funny-ass quote that they did in that episode of South Park, but it's true. Sometimes we got to go backwards to go forward. Sometimes we got to give power to get power. And you're using it for personal power. You're not using it for the power to benefit yourself against others. You're using it to benefit yourself so you can be beneficial to others. And that's the truth. Yeah. So. And Frisco just watched this here. Every time I come over here, he starts doing like cleaning up the house and – He's like doing chores and shit. When the I get here, there's like baby stuff all over the place, and where I normally sit at, there's like dolls and shit. I, mean, I love his two year old daughter. Like it, it's gotten to the point where I come over about once or twice a week, and yeah, uh, and I always buy her like this little thing of candy, and then I call her name, and then she'll be like candies. <laughs> She's adorable, but, but if she don't get away, oh boy, he'll have no fear like a baby scorn. <laughs> we always heard about a woman scorn, but there you go with a baby, but, um, well, I guess yeah. we'll use that as to end the show. Uh, I hope everybody. Yeah, enjoyed. yeah, I'll, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go and get off of here and hang with my boy for a little bit. Well, you, you enjoy that. Tell everybody I said hi. They probably don't care because they don't know me, but I hope they enjoy themselves. Tell them I said hi anyway. And you go and join yourself, dude. Enjoy yourself. All right, yeah, man. man. Frisco, Frisco says what's up, and what's he looks up? like he's too. Tell, he him looks like he's too. tell him I love his melts, his sandwiches. The Frisco melt, delicious. Give him the credit. Frisco melt sandwiches. I don't, I, I don't care if he created it or not. His name is Frisco. He deserves credit. <laughs> so they do. Yeah, you never had it. Go to Hardee's or Carl's Jr. Frisco melt, delicious. Where, where, where are the Frisco sandwiches at? Carl's Jr. Hardee's. Go there. Get a Frisco melt. It's delicious. Hardy's is hard to find. Isn't that south of here? I, I don't know. Ask him. I don't know where you are. So, 
But for everybody that's yeah, listening, I want to end the show like this. I'm going to use a couple of quotes when it comes to power, and I hope you enjoyed the show. This has been a long show. I didn't expect it to go this long, and but I hope you enjoyed it. I'm going to end the show with a couple of quotes. One from an American, one from a foreigner. To quote Abraham Lincoln, nearly all men can stand adversity, but if you want to test a man's character, give him power. And that's true. They can face adversity or problems and everything, but if you give him power, see how he uses power, that can benefit. And that can benefit you as you see uh, how uh, he give, works. Give him the power of winning. Yes. If he thinks he's winning, does he get smug? Does he get powerful? Does he get tyrannic? Stuff like that. So, exactly. Now, if you mean something else, please comment on that. Before I say the other quote, Scott, I want you to give your final uh, comments on this show with only two minutes left on the clock. Uh, well, uh, to me, well, people, I, I say more personal power is more, more my thing I try to get out there, but I don't want to sound too preachy, but... Uh, Anyway, well, I will. This whole ep- this whole show is um, kind of preachy, to be fair. <laughs> um, well, like people go out there saying, "Look, there's all these power. You can't do this. You can't do that." Uh, just get off your ass and fucking do it. Fuck what other people think. Right. If you want to fucking do it, get off your fucking ass and fucking do it. Now, now, here's, here's a quick thing, a quick comment. I'm sorry. There's a lot of swearing in that. Here's the question: Are they trying to tell you not to do it because it will give you more power? And give you more no, benefit. No, because they're, they're doing it. They're doing it because they say, "Well, this what 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 people perceive is, is better for you." And okay, there's there's good there's good advice uh, there for people for everybody. Um, you you won't get this and that and that, that thing. I think people should find out for themselves. If you have kids, yeah. if you have people that um, kind of need that little bit of dependency, don't discourage them. Give them a little, like give them the encouragement. Let them fail. It's not. It's not going to ruin their life. I mean, okay, if they want to go out and be a be a fire person, let them go out and be a fire person. If you, even though you think you're against it, uh, you mean like a firefighter, fire, fireman, firewoman, whatever. Yeah. Let them succeed or fail. Right. You got. You got to fail in order to know what success is. When they do, and don't don't give them shit because otherwise, that that's where that's where people um get this. Get the that's where depression shit comes from. Like yep. it is because pe- people get told they're not worth, worth anything, and they get in their brain that they like they get in their brain that they think that they aren't worth anything. Right. No. So that's a right point. And now I'm sorry for cutting you off. We're very short. We have only like 40 seconds left on the clock. But that's very true. The truth is, you need to know how to fail. In order to succeed, you know, you need to know what failure is in order to know what success is. So I'm sorry for doing the hard stuff like that, but we, uh, we're coming down to the haywire. Final quote. I said an American. I'm going to go with a foreigner from a former uh, politician from Ghana, the secretary general, former rest in peace, Kofi Annan. Knowledge is power. Information is liberating. Education is the premise of process in every society and every family. I hope you use this knowledge and information to help you. We're gonna we're getting off the clock. I hope you guys enjoyed this. Thank you for your time. And remember, knowledge is power. Be stronger. Do something that's beneficial, not for just you, for for everyone.